0: This podcast includes adult content and explicit language. This is a Hunger Games podcast. Uh, Um, Steve. Who is Steve? (laughs) Katniss Everdeen, the girl on fire. Steve. So Steve part two. Katniss Everdeen. (laughs) When Steve enters the Hunger Games, there's one. I'm going to find it. There's going to be one. Yes, I found Curtin and Blaine in The Hunger Games. Still one of the best fan fictions I've ever read. Mm-hmm. When we do an episode on best fan fictions, yeah. I've been mentally collecting some that is going to be there. Okay. I've read one where Peter's in The Hunger Games and Tony is his Haymitch. I had a moment of Max... Parker. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it's, the well, <laughs> it's the Sam problem. It's the Sam problem. Who else is Sam? For Sam, I go oh. Sam Wiltali, Samwise Gamgee, Sam Wilson. Obviously Sam Wilson first, though. Yeah, obviously, 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 obviously. Someone have to be like, oh, not Sam Wilson. So I'm sorry, not Sam Wilson doesn't help Frodo take the ring to. <gasps> wait, <laughs> wait! I want this! I want! I want! I I desperately want Anthony Mackie be yes. like Frodo. What the fuck? <laughs> Come on, Frodo! Oh, <laughs> oh my, my god! Oh my god! Frodo beggins. <laughs> Man, you're looking good. <laughs> you're gonna get arrested. You're killing all the ladies. Pa-pow, pow, pow! I'm so sorry. I have to do. Bye, all Frodo. <laughs> Bye, Sebastian! <laughs> oh, I love this man! I think Anthony Mackie <laughs> should be Samwise <laughs> Gadget. it'd be so funny. I want to see, like, a badly photoshopped version of that. Can we get Anthony Mackie to play every other Sam? Yes, I want him- Can he be Samuel Tarly? Oh, he would oh, have no we patience see him for John. Riding into a- us <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could see, legitimately see, Captain America interact with the Black Knight. We could see him yes. and John. <gasps> I think Sam would have no time for John. No. You're like, John, get the fuck. What What's the, what the fuck is wrong with you? Stamp. John! John! <laughs> yeah. Oh, I get it. You're rich and sad. Nobody <laughs> likes you. Lord Snow, get off your ass. My dad tried to kill me. Hello. <laughs> Hello welcome to episode eight of Character Chaos. I'm Rhiannon. I'm joined by my co host, Margaret. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm alright. <laughs> how are you? I'm good. I'm sorry my cats keep interrupting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're uh, kind of everywhere right now, <laughs> recording-wise. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. So, yeah, we're at Margaret's mum's house. Still homeless. <laughs> yeah, a little bit homeless. A <laughs> little, little bit homeless for Christmas. <laughs> so, we do have cats as a special guest today, unofficially. Yeah. A little special guest of the executive producers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, we have part two this week don't we oh god yeah first part two Mm -hmm. this is fun yeah this is really fun so i doubt anyone's gonna listen to it i bet they'll listen to part one and be like (laughs) uh they don't like endgame steve (laughs) (laughs) never mind yeah i can imagine people listening to that like do they even like steve (laughs) for me at least i think we're positive even like steve (laughs) i think we're pretty positive (laughs) you do like steve I love Steve. <laughs> He's one of my favorite characters of Marvel, and yet I have so much to say. Yeah, because you love him. Yeah, yeah. That's why I said to you earlier. Like, I think I'm just nitpicking because I love him so much. Yeah, it comes from a place of love. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. tough love, Steve. <laughs> I think he can take it. He's had worse. Uh huh. So um, yeah. If you haven't listened to part one, you'd like to listen to part one. Maybe go listen to that now. Sure, because we talk about the first half of Steve's arc. Yeah, maybe a bit out of context for the second half, but. Just a little bit, you don't yeah. have to. Yeah. But So yeah, we're going to be doing like the second half yeah. of Steve's arc today. In the MCU. We never specified that. We never said we're doing MCU, Steve. We just said we're doing Steve. I mean, that's very, I'll just say Steve and hope everyone knows. Yeah. I'm happy to roll with it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this week we're going to go through Captain America's Civil War. Yes. Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame. Yeah. So it's three Steves this week triple steve triple steve do you want to tell us where on our little steve tier list we are yes i will as a reminder we have a little tier list of our favorite steves yes so going from best to worst we have the winter soldier steve infinity war steve first avenger steve civil war steve avengers steve ultron steve and endgame steve at last place this is the dumbest thing we have ever done (laughs) I love how I we just committed to this idea as a podcast episode. Who the fuck cares about our Steve list? <laughs> it's a miracle if anyone gives a shit about our Steve list. I know. Like, this is the kind of thing we do with our free time. Yeah. It says a lot about us as people. We bit. sit and we rank Steve. Steve Steve Rogers. Do you want to take us through an overview of these Steve's? Yes. Okay. So, following off from <laughs> oh, okay the last episode's overview... Mm-hmm. So, we see Steve again in Civil War, when, so, Bucky, I feel like I have like a moment <laughs> so of So Bucky. So Bucky, a moment of like, no, just go with them. <laughs> So, Bucky at this point is wanted by the government, and sanctions are being put against the Avengers by the UN, and Steve disagrees with them, and this movie ends with Steve having to go on the run from the government for two years. mm <laughs> Until he has to come out of hiding when he has to fight Thanos in Wakanda and him and the Avengers ultimately lose and half the universe dies. So then we get to five years later. And Steve is one of the key figures, I guess, in the time heist where the Avengers have to go back in time and undo the whole Thanos wiping out half the universe thing by taking and wielding the Infinity Stones from different points in time ultimately, in this, like, final boss battle, I guess, with Thanos. They end up, obviously, winning. Steve volunteers to return the Infinity Stones to their specific points in time. However, Steve takes the opportunity to travel back in time and live out his life with his sort of girlfriend from the 40s. That's generous. (laughs) Yeah. Girlfriend is generous. Yeah. Yeah. And so... We see him again in the present day at the end of the movie. He's an old man and he passes on the mantle of Captain America. To? To Sam. Yay! (laughs) Yay. Used a gaming term. (laughs) I I do, I use that term a lot. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Just have like a, the final. Just make me happy. The final. The influence. Used a gaming term. (laughs) But nice, thank you. Cool. Should we go into Captain America Civil War? Sure. Yeah. This so th- is, like, mid-tier Steve. Yeah, so this Steve is ranked fourth on our list. Yeah, like, middle of the road. Yeah. I like him in this movie. He's fun. Yeah, I actually... I do quite like Steve in this movie. I feel like my only problems with Steve in this movie are more movie-based and characterization-based, you know? <laughs> do you want to go on a rant? I can feel it happening. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you Already? mean. I can feel it, yeah. Already? I feel like you might as well just jump in with it. I mean, I guess I am one of those annoying people who believes that this movie shouldn't have been a Captain America movie mm-hmm. and should have been an Avengers movie. I've literally written it down as Avengers Civil War because I'm so petty. <laughs> I nearly said it twice. <laughs> I mean, I do forget to this day that this is a Captain America movie. In my head, it's kind of an Avengers movie. Yeah. Because, like, I love the moral conflict of this movie and I really wish we had more time to ex- to see Steve explore the moral conflicts of this movie. Instead, we have to use this movie to explore, like, Tony's trauma, to introduce Spider-Man, to reintroduce Ant-Man, to set up Wandering Vision, to break up the Avengers. Black Panther. To introduce Black Panther. There are six different events in this movie that are not related to Captain America. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It bugs me. They are doing two separate storylines, which is the Accords and the Civil War and Steve and his journey with Bucky. And they are quite nicely intertwined. I think it works. I think so too. But it is definitely... A bit less Steve-focused than it could have been. Yeah. For me, it's just such a shame. And especially because we were obviously meant to get Captain America Serpent Society in this slot. Hell yeah. (laughs) I still long for what Serpent Society would have been. Yeah. I do really love this movie. Oh, yeah. It's a good movie. It's a great movie for Tony. I feel like if we were doing a Tony list, this would be a high Tony. Because it's a good Tony. Yes. Yeah, top Tony. It's definitely not my favourite Tony. No. But I, I quite like it for him. But yeah, I think I, I remember I was going to this movie with that mindset of like, okay, this feels more like an Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, for the first half of the movie, I was like, oh, Tony's not in this that much. It's actually a very, very Steve oriented story. Yeah. And then as we started to get more scenes with Tony and Nat that Steve isn't in, <laughs> and the whole thing with Tony and Peter, which I'm obsessed with, but yeah, there's no Steve, I was like, okay, yes, yeah, a lot of Tony. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of Tony. <laughs> But I'm, I'm fine with it. Yeah. I'm more okay with it than you are, but that's because I'm a Tony stan, so. Yeah. <laughs> this is more content for you. I'm biased. <laughs> I, I kind of love it. <laughs> I don't get half, like, like Steve and half of, you know, Iron Man 3. Would have loved that. <laughs> that would have been fun. Steve at I don't know what you would have done, but. God, I can't remember a thing about Iron Man 3. It's, it's remember the Christmas. teddy bear, the big teddy bear, and the, the little kid. The big teddy bear, the kid. All I remember is that teddy bear had been blown up. Yeah, it got blown up because he wanted Pepper to love him back and... She got, he got a giant teddy bear and she was like, Tony, this is not what I love yeah giant teddy bear. Anyway, see, we're talking about Tony already. Yeah, see? <laughs> what is this movie? It's movie! But yeah, I feel like there is still a decent amount of Steve in this movie. Mm-hmm. It still feels like a Steve story. Yeah. I get what you mean, but we might as well just talk about Steve. Yes. Just, Let's just go on to Steve. Yeah, I've done my rant. I've said all I can say. <laughs> I could feel Steve. it coming. I, I thought I might as well Show just let on, you go. Just get it out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> we do get the Steve squad in this movie, what are they called? Cap Quartet? The Cap Quartier! We get more of them, which is nice. Like, the first scene is basically just them. Yeah. With Wanda. If you don't Plus Wanda, Wanda, yeah. Yeah, so that's nice. Nice seeing see him lead. Romlo's back. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is back. I always forget he's back. i was always like, oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. This guy, oh, he's dead. Sam told you to shut up. I remember you. <laughs> and he's dead. And gone. Should we just go into it? I feel like we, we haven't talked talk about-, about Steve at all. <laughs> yeah, should we talk about Fuck the Government, Steve? Yeah, Fuck the Government, Steve. That's good stuff. I mean... Obviously, we've seen Steve disobey authority before. We've seen fuck the government Steve before. Yeah, but but not on this level. Yeah, that's what I love about this movie is the fact that it really, really pushes how far Steve will go. Because, as we know, he has to go on the run for his beliefs. He, like gets like arrested so many times uh-huh. he she's so impressive. much of the government on his ass. Mm-hmm. And he will keep doing it. And it's partly for Bucky. We'll talk about that in a bit. We we'll talk about Bucky. Yes. And it's kinda nicely intertwined that like at first Steve is against Tony for the Accords, but then it obviously evolves into Bucky, which you cannot convince him from. Yeah, but they do start with the whole morality thing, which is nice. Yeah, I really like that. I mean, he just doesn't trust the government, even if it's the UN, as they talk about. He's like, well, no, they still have an agenda. Mm -hmm. Like the safest hands are still our own, kind of thing, which is nice. He believes in the them retaining the right to choose what they do as superheroes, yeah, which is a nice idea. Yeah. I kind, of, I kind of wrote it here, but like I feel like you can really tell like the Russos are back writing this Steve. Oh yeah, having him full on like you said, deserving the right to choose, and that, it feels yeah. very. We're back at like Winter Soldier Steve. You yeah, know? the Russos get him. Malcolm and McFeely get him. Yeah, that whole thing of like free will and freedom, like mm. very, very like runs true in Steve. You know. Yeah, I mean he doesn't like bullies. <laughs> he Honestly, just doesn't like bullies. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like being like told what to do. He likes to have choice in his actions. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it makes complete sense that Steve wouldn't sign these accords. Yeah. Complete sense. It checks out. Yeah. And I like that he does get a bit convinced later by Tony. Like, Tony kind of nearly gets in there, mm-hmm. and then Tony mentions that Wanda is, like, hanging out at home, and Steve's like, "God damn it, I, know. I can't agree with this. I was like, oh, no. like, oh you're so close. I mean, yeah, because I think Steve at that point realises the situation that they're in, because they're in, yeah. like, rich people prison at that point, basically. Yeah. And, uh, so close. Yeah. I still think it's interesting. I guess you need the Bucky plot in this movie because there is a compromise here, right? There is a compromise of, You say this a lot. Like, there is a compromise of... I think Tony mentions it in that same conversation of, like, there can be caveats to this. Like, over time, if you sign the accords, we can then have, like... I don't know what it's called when you introduce, like... It's something about law that I don't know. When you introduce, like, things into the contract that are different, like, okay, well, we have a bit more freedom like, with this. Okay, we- like amend it over time yeah. basically you like amend it so that the avengers get more choice over certain things mm-hmm. but steve is like no that takes time i can't agree with that like there is a middle ground and i feel like you could have easily gotten steve to that point of the middle ground you need bucky to push him to be like yeah. no i can't deal with this you need to move him away from that conversation so steve would get there you could get a compromise in there yeah he's stubborn but he's not unreasonable yeah but- so i feel like it makes sense that this movie has that um escalation of violence throughout Mm. where it doesn't give time for steve and tony to talk it out because otherwise they would come to a compromise yeah which is nice i think yeah it doesn't make steve unreasonable he is willing to listen a lot of the time which i think is an important steve trait he believes in like conversation over violence yeah yeah definitely i think i can't believe we haven't like mentioned zemo but zemo really brings in a lot of like high emotions that Mm. mean that makes it harder for like Steve and Tony to, like to communicate. Bringing mm. in Bucky, bringing in Tony's parents. Like you're putting people in a state where their emotions are high and they are not going to be acting rationally. Mm. Did someone say Zemo? <laughs> did yeah. you bring in Zemo? <laughs> I did. My favorite character. That sounds sarcastic as hell. It's not. Oh, I fucking not. love Zemo. I went through a slight phase of, <laughs> for some reason, being extremely attracted to Zemo. I did. I mean, I it say was phase. So funny. I remember you coming to my like flat one day and you're like. I'm I I love I'm obsessed with Zemo. And I was like, what? <laughs> I don't know what it was. I had a horny month. Mm-hmm. And it lands on Zemo. I still think he's quite hot. I'll give it to Daniel Brühl. It's a weird uh-huh. aspect of my personality. That's my toxic trait. Is being extremely attracted to Daniel Brühl. <laughs> to, to Zemo. Oh, it's so funny. I don't regret it. <laughs> it's so funny. But yeah, you're right. Zemo knows that if he wants to destroy the Avengers, he can't use logic. Because, like, he didn't plan the Sokovia Accords. That was other random shit. His plan was just to have introduced Bucky and Tony's parents. Yeah. So it is smart of him to... It's nice when you use the villain to help us understand our hero's weaknesses by pointing them out. Yeah. And that is Bucky. As we see, Steve uses that against himself in Endgame. Like, that is his fundamental weakness. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. To get into the soul. I mean, Yeah. It's so hard not to go into plot for this movie, but, like, Zemo, yeah. Obviously, Zemo, like, blowing up that UN base makes that, you know, you can't go through, like... Obviously, I know the Steve squad wasn't there, but, like, you can't, like, go through the sanctions. There's another opportunity for, like, people to go through right. the sanctions. Zemo blowing up... God, he blows up everything. No, he doesn't blow it up. <laughs> it Zemo, doesn't, he doesn't. just Zemo setting off the Bucky. Winter Soldier yeah. then disrupts another time that Tony and Steve could be communicating. Yeah. that's <laughs> He's very good at that basically Zemo is just like oh I'm here now too (laughs) did you forget about me Uh he really cock this whole argument he really does he does not let them come to a compromise he just wants attention Mm -hmm. and I love him for it (laughs) I like when Steve is challenged I feel like that's when he's at his most interesting and he's very challenged in this movie. Like, he's conflicted. Yeah. You can see he feels very guilty about what happened in Sokovia. It really oh, bothers yeah. him. And he's quite suspicious of the people around him this movie. Like, he feels like he's in a very precarious position the whole movie. Yeah. Maybe that's why he has a bit less personality. He's not very relaxed. You can feel <laughs> the, like, guilt radiating off him. And when he's, like, talking to Wanda, he's very stressed. I feel like he's very stressed in this movie. Yeah. And it he's kind a... of <laughs> and it brings out his most core traits, I feel like. You say that, like, mm. courageousness in him as he goes after Bucky constantly. Yeah. Like, he's always throwing himself right in the government's way, even when it's inadvisable because he knows what he's doing. Yeah. I feel like it, it brings out his a lot of his determination. Yeah. Which I like. He's well, very challenged in this movie. Yeah, a lot of his, like, agencies. Yeah. Yeah. Which I like. Uh-huh. Should we talk about Bucky? Yeah, let's talk about Bucky. This is the gayest movie. Oh, my God. This is peak gay. Mm-hmm. He and Bucky are so cute. Oh, <laughs> oh nothing i remember i distinctly remember everyone had a phase on twitter where their bio would be this quote but when rumlow says to mm-hmm. steve your pal your buddy your bucky your bucky <laughs> your bucky that was everyone's bio really on twitter. <laughs> yeah um mcu stan twitter i mean it's everything Mhm. it's so cute it's so cute like he knows again it's like the villain pushing Steve's buttons. Yeah. He goes immediately for Bucky. Goes for Bucky. And that's the reason that, arguably, the reason that everyone dies in Lagos, because Steve yeah. didn't see the bomb coming, so Wanda had to step in, and the bomb went off. And Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, like, Steve literally says to Wanda when they're talking about what happened, Rumlo said Bucky, and all of a sudden I was a 16-year-old kid again in Brooklyn. Yeah. Oh, Love makes you dumb. It really does. Yeah. Again, I mean, we talk about this a lot, but, like, If Steve was in love with Bucky in in a romantic way, it would make, make, you know, make this movie, like, make a lot more sense. Oh, yeah, this is the movie where their relationship is very key Mm -hmm. to the emotional core of this movie, and it would only be stronger if they were romantically involved. Yeah. It would only make this movie better, I feel like. Yeah. Because, like you said, Steve literally doesn't see a bomb that's about to go off, and it leads to people dying. And it's not even, like, Rumlo told him any information. He just mentioned him! (laughs) He just said Bucky's name. I feel like he says you're Bucky and Steve has a moment of like, have I been outed? In <laughs> the moment like, have my I Bucky? just been... Is this homophobic? Wait, who knows? Do you know I'm gay? <laughs> oh, shit, there's a bomb. Ah, oh, bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine coming out and then bomb? <laughs> <laughs> I think mean, that's what it feels like. <laughs> From my experience, that's what it feels like. <laughs> also, like, oh, I don't know. The way Chris Evans... Chris Evans is so good in this movie. Yeah, he's brilliant. And... Obviously, he's probably playing it pretty straight with Bucky. Like, he's mm-hmm. probably playing it pretty um, heterosexual. But when he says you're Bucky, Chris Evans is really looking at Rumlo like he's just talking about the love of his life. He yeah. really gives that facial expression where he's like, Did you just mention the love of my life? Oh, yeah. It's so good. Yeah. I mean, like, later on, like, so with um Bucky has to, like, becomes the Winter Soldier again, as Zemo sets up for the Winter Soldier in him. Like,. Ugh, Steve's Steve is just so like heartbroken mm-hmm. when he's talking to see you after the look on his face. Yeah, he's just oh, he just feels so bad for him. Yeah, it's really sad. Oh, I they have so many moments in this movie. I know. He does track Bucky down when they, um, when the government's yeah. after him, and this this conversation is really nice. Because I love it because my favorite thing with Steve is when he's really patient with Bucky. Like when he comes across Bucky in his flat, he says like, I know you're nervous and you have every right to be. And he's just like so patient with Bucky. I love it. Mm -hmm. He's just like giving him a moment. And Bucky's like, I I always, I'm always a bit confused how much Bucky knows in this scene. Because obviously he lies to Steve. He's like, oh, I saw a new museum. And Steve's like, I know you know more than that. Yeah. I don't really know if Bucky is fully aware of everything. But when Steve says, you know, you pulled me out of that river, why? He genuinely is looking at him like, I don't, I don't know. And Steve's like, yeah, you do. Like, mm-hmm. Steve's trying to push him. I feel like he's just desperate to get Bucky to get, back. Yeah. He's like, no, you know me. I know you do. We do. And so sweet. I mean, Steve kind of cheats him a bit like a, almost like a, like a deer. Yeah, like it's a scared animal. Like, he doesn't want to like, do too much. To startle him. Bucky'll run. <laughs> and he does. And and he does. You know, from to <laughs> I mean, I do like in this scene then when, um... Uh, The guys start, like the government starts coming in to attack Bucky. Like they're gonna try and kill Bucky. Yeah. And Steve is like, Bucky, careful! You're gonna kill someone. Like he doesn't want Bucky to kill people. And it's like, you know, Bucky's been like murdering people for seventy years, right? As the Winter Soldier. But I love how later on, when they're in the stairwell, and Bucky like throws someone down, and Steve catches them and looks at Bucky and is like, Come on, man! And Bucky's like, What? They're trying to kill me! (laughs) It's really funny. Like they have these fun interactions. They have great chemistry. That whole scene's really good. This is a bit where, like, Steve, like, takes the walkie-talkies of one of the government men and breaks it, and that's all he does. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he just breaks the walkie-talkie. It's like, I-, I guess that's helpful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think they know. Yeah, a little bit. I don't think breaking one walkie-talkie is going to stop this information getting out. Before but... Bucky's just barreling men down. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's helping. Uh, I like that when they get, um, oh, by the way, can I just say? I never really noticed, obviously the directing in this movie is very good, Yeah, but I never noticed how well directed the um, tunnel fight is. Mm. Like, I always just kind of thought, oh, that looks cool. But I actually watched it and I was like, this fight is so sick! Yeah. I mean, nothing will ever be as sick as Bucky throwing the guy off the motorbike and getting on it as he turns it around. Oh my god. It's so sick. It is incredible. That whole tunnel scene I love. I love so so much. It's so cool. It's fun watching super soldiers. I love watching them run. Because obviously they're faster than normal people. I love whenever in these movies the Russos do when they run and they get slowly faster and faster and faster and faster and faster and you have T'Challa and Bucky and Steve who are all super soldier fast. They're just going. They're going. It's so good. It's a brilliant scene. It really is. It's so fun. But when they get caught and... Nat's there and they're all talking and they're talking to Martin Freeman with a bad American accent. Oh. <laughs> um, Steve, Nat goes to him like, bro, what the fuck? And Steve just goes to like, Bucky's alive. Like, that's all that matters. That's yeah. like his defense is like, well, Bucky's alive. That's all that matters to oh, me. That's all he needs. It's so sweet. Oh. Yeah. He literally like burned down the world for Bucky and I love it so much. Literally like, like except when they get arrested, Nat says to him like, this is what making things worse looks like. And he just doesn't care. Yeah. He knows that. Yeah. It doesn't care. Didn't give a shit. Because Bucky's involved. Mm hmm. Oh, I just have Chris Evans' forearms written down. I know why. <laughs> the it's when he holds the helicopter. That scene. The forearms. <laughs> I i do love seeing the super soldier strength, though. Oh, yeah, it's good. It's so fun I feel like see. the Russos know how to show the weight of Steve's powers. Like yeah. in the first scene, you feel every time he throws his shield or bumps against something, you feel the weight of it. Yeah. I like their directing style. Yeah, definitely. Mm. oh and then Bucky pulls him out the water oh he, like he oh, pulls yeah. Bucky out the water as like the parallel Yeah, it's cute I like how they just put his arm in a vice it's no, no, so mean so at mean. <laughs> so least don't hurt him yeah it's, it's just, just that of, long like, you can see Bucky like trying to move his arm and be like ah shit uh, I mean they, they used what they had <laughs> I respect it a giant vice in a warehouse somewhere <laughs> oh, I, I mean, noticed that everyone calls Steve Cap in this movie Sam I don't calls that's him just, Cap, yeah. it's just like a cute nickname, but Bucky always calls him Steve. Aww, and maybe I, that's to differentiate, maybe that's a choice. I feel like that might be a choice because I feel like Sam always called Steve Steve yeah. in Winter Soldier. I feel like in this movie it would be a very smart choice if the writers chose to have everyone call him Cap to keep that personal connection with Bucky separate. Yeah, it feels more human for Bucky to call him Steve, you know. Which kind of like relates back to how they were friends he before knows Captain Steve. America. Everyone else thinks of was Captain America. Yeah. It's really nice. I like that too. I like that choice. He has the whole thing. He's like, Your mum's name was Sarah. He used to put newspapers on your shoes. And then he laughs at him. I love that. It's so mean. He's like, He used to put newspapers on your shoes, you're fucking dick. <laughs> what a nerd. It's so funny. <laughs> like, Bucky, you're not in a position to <laughs> <laughs> This is not a laughing matter. It's really savage. Everyone's so serious and Bucky's like, how I'm funny. (laughs) It's a good one, Bucky. (laughs) (laughs) Pat on the back. Oh, I can't. One arm. (laughs) Can you imagine if Sam and Bucky just started laughing at him? (laughs) It is fun seeing Bucky and Sam interact. Oh, yeah. Watching the multitude of ways that Bucky tries to kill Sam throughout (laughs) these movies (laughs) is so funny. And Especially in Winter Soldier. And now Sam's family has, like, adopted Bucky as their now own. No, he's Dana's sister. Oh, It's great. Well. I'm trying so hard not to quote Sam. We don't need Sam quotes <laughs> here. We need Steve quotes, Rhiannon. Yeah, this isn't a Sam episode. No. I'll make it a Sam episode. <laughs> Bucky says, I don't know if I'm worth all this, Steve oh i hate that line so sad and like so sad. i feel like the conversation turns when steve keeps talking about like you know what you did all those years it wasn't you mm-hmm. but i feel like that quote to me always feels not necessarily that bucky himself isn't worth it but that it's not worth all this it's a lot it's a I'd lot feel bad oh yeah it feels so bad wouldn't you you steve has ruined his own life basically yeah And is currently going against the government for the fifth time this movie, (laughs) going to Siberia. Yeah. And I feel like the focus should have been more on, like, Steve thinks he is worth all this. Yeah. All this effort. Yeah. Just to stop super soldiers that Bucky says are real and no one knows are real, but Steve believes him. Steve believes him. So we're going to burn down an airport and get on a plane. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so fucking cute. Yeah, it's very sweet. I like when um at the end when, you know, Tony turns up to help them get the super soldiers in Siberia mm-hmm. and like Bucky keeps his gun on him and Steve's like, Dude, dude, he's cool. It's fine. And Bucky loves his gun on seeing a little protective boyfriend. No, he's like of yeah, like, whoa, no. whoa, whoa, who's this guy? Yeah. Who's this man? Yeah. It's cute. Yeah. I mean I love them. Me too. I mean it's just it's just nice that I mean it's very in Steve's ca- character to kind of understand like the complexities of things and he understands mm. the complexities of Bucky slash, like, the Winter Soldier. Mm. I feel like the government sees him as the Winter Soldier. Mm. And sees him as that assassin. I feel like, obviously... I, I get why Tony sees him just as the Winter Soldier. Because he found out Bucky killed his parents. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But obviously Tony just sees him as the Winter Soldier. And this entire movie just feels like Steve having to say to everyone around him, like, he, he's cool. <laughs> he didn't... He was it's... under mind control, guys. Uh... It was the mind control. Guys! Yeah, but... It was the mind control! And everyone's like, no. Everyone's yeah. like, I can't do this because I can't read. <laughs> I can't read this sign. I feel like it's that meme. Yeah. Yeah, it it just it seems almost easier for everyone to see Bucky as the Winter Soldier, than so they yeah. would. Because otherwise you'd feel bad for yeah. all the things they've done to him. But Steve, he doesn't want to go down the easy route. He's, nah. That's not him. Because he loves him. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, I feel like it connects to his character as well. That's like, true. How much, you know, not just how much he loves them, but like I feel like it's in character. Yeah, as well. I mean, everything we've said would apply to a heterosexual reading of the text. Mm-hmm. Like if these guys are just besties, I feel like everything we said does apply, just yeah. on a less romantic level. I just yeah. feel like it's way more intriguing to read this more romantically because it think strengthens so. the text, basically. Yeah, I really like it. Me too. I feel like that's all I have on Bucky. Do you want to talk about Tony? Yes, I don't have as much on Tony, so I'm probably gonna let you. Take a lot a of my bit. notes are just when they're like, you're like, talking, mm-hmm. Steve and Tony. And Steve keeps bringing up Howard and I'm like, Steve, this is a bad move. Oh, he keeps no. me like, you know I knew Howard and it's like, Steve, read the room. Mm-hmm. Don't bring up Howard, you fucking dumbass. Yeah. I mean, it's clear that Steve has a huge misunderstanding of Howard. Definitely. Particularly Howard's relationship to Tony because Howard is a bad dad and mm-hmm. kind of traumatized Tony. Yeah, and he was just not a good dad. Steve's friend for like a year well yeah because when steve knew him he was a pretty normal guy normal dude he was, he was just Dominic yeah and he just got worse over time and was a terrible dad yeah so they have very different perceptions of him mm. it's really interesting that like the conflict between them is really driven by the trauma that howard inflicted on tony yeah. like as i said in avengers like tony sees steve and is like i'm about to ruin this man's whole career <laughs> because like tony is the one who initiates this obviously they have personality traits that conflict with each other's like moral standing like of course they get on each other's nerves yeah but it's really the like i don't know if trauma is the only word but like just the stress of Mm -hmm. tony's life of knowing he's never going to be better than a dead guy who howard liked once yeah and the misunderstanding of their relationship from steve's perspective just drives that conflict is really interesting that like it's kind of the only way in this movie where Steve is wrong because he just doesn't quite get it. He doesn't ask no. about how it, he assumes that his perception is the only one. Yeah. And I feel like if they'd actually talked this out, they could have understood better.
1: It's yeah. kind of interesting
0: that the misunderstanding drives the plot, but in a way that's not frustrating. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, I, I do wish we had more time on this in general as well. So, like, having them actually yeah. talk about it would have, been, would have been good. Yeah, I feel it's like... It's interesting, yeah. though. One of my favourite scenes in the movie is that scene right mm. before Zemo, like resets Bucky when they're just talking and he nearly gets him to sign it. Yeah. Because I feel like their conflict is really the centre of this. And I really like it. Yeah. Yeah, It's interesting. I like when they're friends. I don't know. It's sweet. There are moments throughout these movies where Steve and Tony do become friends. Like, they're very friendly at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. They kind of, like, burrow out a little bit. And I like when they're friends. I feel like it works better. They kind of... They are very similar. And they have Mm -hmm. very similar shared experiences of being Avengers. They kind of have the same trauma of what happened in New York. Yeah. And the stress of being a superhero. And I feel like they have more in common than I want to admit. And I like when they're friends. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah, definitely. And at the end, Tony does realise that Steve is right. And he does go to help Steve in Siberia because he realises he was right. I love that moment. Yeah, it's my favourite thing of, I guess if Tony is kind of the villain of this movie, it's yeah, technically he's the antagonist to the protagonist, isn't he? Yeah, but like Steve just changes mind, which I like. Mm-hmm. And then Zemo. Yeah, I-, I literally write down like, oh, this is nice. He realizes Steve is right and wants to go help him. Oh, that went south very quickly. Oh no! no, no. Oh no! I yeah. think they forgot how thorough Zemo is. Oh, Zemo knows. Zemo was ready. Mhm. That man has backup plans. Yep, he was prepared. I love Zemo. Oh. He's such a good villain. And he's made, I think I always found him a bit interesting in this movie, mm-hmm. but he's made so much more interesting in Falcon and the Winter Soldier that it's mm-hmm. nice to go back and be like, oh yeah. Oh, there he, he has is. a much higher pitched voice in this movie. Like, Does he? I feel like in Falcon and the Soldier he's like, he's just complete, comprehensive. He's mm-hmm. kind of, in this movie he's like, hello. Really? <laughs> I feel like a little bit. Of course you would take note <laughs> of the pitch <laughs> of his voice. I do. <laughs> I'm less attracted to him in this movie. <laughs> Still attracted to him though. I like that he speaks a lot of German. It's my favourite thing. Mm. I love when people in superhero movies speak German. Yeah. That's I so love specific. when Eric does it. Mm-hmm. I love when Zima does it. does Eric. Eric, you know. Magneto. Magneto. Eric. <laughs> Eric, of course. Eric. Um, do I have anything to say about Tony? I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I have no time for Tony. <laughs> Friendship ended with Tony Bucky is my new best friend. That's all I have for the ending. Love that. He doesn't behead him, though. Kind of bare minimum, to be honest. Is my notes. I mean, I wrote down, John Walker can't relate. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> that's it's devastating. That's, not, that's the parallel, isn't yeah. it? That one shot of John Walker holding up the shield, mm-hmm. and it's covered in blood. Mm-hmm. There's, like, angry eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Do, you want, do you want to talk about Peggy? Do we have to? Well, because I like... I like the way she's just dead in this movie. <laughs> like, rip Peggy. But I like yeah. the fact that if it weren't for Endgame... I would feel really good about the fact that, like, Peggy is gone. And that feels like a nice, like, goodbye. Bye, Peggy. You in the past mm. now. There's a literal funeral. Steve literally has a moment of letting go. Mm-hmm. And obviously Endgame fucks with it. But I feel like on its own, I don't mind it. I don't think we needed Peggy in this movie, but I don't mind what they did with it. It's yeah. Sharon I'm more of a problem with. Yeah. I I have my problems with Peggy. <laughs> I really, really do. Oh, go on. Um, okay, so obviously I, I really like her in The First Avenger, I think she's great in The First Avenger. Then she has a show, brilliant, good for you, have your show. And then she's in The Winter Soldier, <laughs> and it's like, okay, fine, tell Steve to move on. And then she's in Ant-Man, I'm like, okay, fine, hi, Ant-Man. <laughs> yeah. And then she's in Civil War, okay, she's dead, alright, she's dead. And then her face is in the whole of Endgame, I'm like, fine, okay. And then she's at the end of Endgame, I'm like, okay, hello. She's in she's the middle in of She's in the middle of Endgame. Yeah. You see it. She's the literally miss- the middle and the end of Endgame. She's in What If? And I'm like, this woman <laughs> is a... What? It's it's a lot. It drives me insane. It's a bit unnecessary. It's so much Peggy. It's a lot of Peggy. For a, a woman who lived in her prime in the <laughs> 40s. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's my little... She, it just annoys me. Yeah. She barely knew Steve, right? Yeah, we they, can... They kissed once. Yeah. But, like, I know they had that, like, plans to, like, you know, go dancing and stuff, but isn't there, like, a good five years in between that scene and when Steve goes into the ice? If they never did that, surely they weren't that close. Like, they probably didn't see yeah. each other ma- that much for five years. If that was the first time they planned to go dancing. Yeah, isn't that, like, before they do the whole Captain America stuff? Yeah. So, like, I don't know, to me... I don't buy that they were that close. They kissed, obviously, before he, you know, goes on a yeah. death mission. Because, of course. Yeah, they're like a crush on each other, you know. Yeah, I It's a lot for someone who, in my opinion, doesn't seem to have much of an impact on Steve's life. Yeah. I hope this doesn't come across as sexist. I know, that's what I worry about. Because, like, obviously we talked about how much we live Steve and Bucky. And, like, I'm not 14 anymore. I don't hate <laughs> a woman just because she gets in the way of my gay ship. Yeah. You know? That's very important. I feel like some people could learn from that. Yeah. I hate Peggy for separate reasons. (laughs) I, yeah, it's a bit exhausting. It's a bit unnecessary. Yeah. I feel like this could have been it. She's dead. And maybe given Steve a bit of a reminder, you know, as Sharon says, to like plant yourself like a tree, maybe take some of Peggy's stubbornness and, you know, remind you of your morals. Yes. And that could have been it. That's it. That's all I needed. I have written down, but now she's gone and Steve can move on. To his niece. To his niece, of course. Because <laughs> then there's Sharon. and this is The next Carter that gets on my nerves <laughs> <laughs> in these movies. Again, we do like women. Yes. We are women. Just the Carter family tree. <laughs> I don't think the Russos like women no. from these movies. Sharon's fine. I like her as a character. And she's good in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yes, she's great. And without Endgame, this is just a little bit weird. Yeah. Because it just happens to be Steve's... Crush's niece yeah and that's that's fine it's a bit weird it's a bit of a weird choice i guess he liked her before he knew she was carter he, we'll give it to be fair he thought her name was like kate nurse woman yeah nurse woman down the hall definitely not his niece yeah and it's not his niece in this movie no it's endgame that makes it his niece we should specify it's not his niece right now it's his niece later, which kind of makes it weird. And since the Russo's wrote both, I can only assume mm-hmm. that, Joe and Auntie, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean... Stop making out with your niece, it's weird. Please. Like, I haven't read that many Captain America comics, but I presume there were a few other love interests yeah. that aren't Springback Natalie Dormer. <laughs> Honestly, she got frozen too, on Yeah, there we go. There's a whole fridge of people. <laughs> if you just need them on a moment's notice. <laughs> Oh my god, Howard! Oh my god. (laughs) Why his knees? I think... I mean, should we talk about why Endgame makes it so... I feel like we should wait. Do you want to wait for that? I think we should wait. Okay, cool. Because that's really not really a criticism of this movie. Yeah, that's just the after effects that ruin a bit in this movie. I feel like also maybe one of... I don't know for sure. But maybe one of the reasons they do push him to literally, like, kiss Sharon in this movie is because I think they realised that people were shipping Stephen Bucky oh, a lot. Oh, yeah. And I think they did the thing that makes me want to die that they did in X-Men Apocalypse, which is when they realised that everyone ships Charles and Eric, so mm. they gave them both girlfriends, and it yeah. was awkward for no reason. God, Moira and, and um, Sharon really have a lot of parallels, don't they? Why are you here? Why are you here? <laughs> Not sexist, I just why are they here? Mm-hmm. But yeah, they, I think they may have in this movie included a lot of Sharon and to really push Stephen Sharon you know making out having the guys support having Bucky literally support it oh go on my son because I I think they were they wanted to know homo yeah I don't something tells me it's not Joe and Anthony Russo because they do homo later (laughs) but I don't know they push for gays later I suppose it's Marcus and McFeely's choice isn't it yeah Marcus and McFeely wrote it Maybe they know homoed. Maybe Disney asked them to know homo. Someone know homoed here. Maybe Kevin Feige was like, guys, we have a situation. Yeah. (laughs) Gay people that's run. Interestingly, it didn't work. (laughs) We made a podcast, so it didn't work. (laughs) Yeah. I have a little note that we see Smart Steve again, which is something I've only noticed in this rewatch. Oh. He realizes that they tried to frame Bucky with no evidence, but he does realize it, which I like. Yeah. There we go. That's him being smart. Smart Steve. Yeah, I love his I mean this is just because I'm obsessed with Peter but I love his little conversation with Peter Aww. you get a reminder that he's from Brooklyn it's like nice they have a yeah. little Queens moment I like that I mean it's funny he does treat him like a kid which makes sense Yeah, and then he then he drops a plane on him <laughs> and it's like Steve this is a child <laughs> what are you doing I feel like everyone in this movie like wow this guy's young shoots him <laughs> <laughs> a little bit oh sorry Peter I feel like Peter was like I want to impress Tony and Steve's like die <laughs> Duh. Fuck them kids. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> them kids. <laughs> oh, my poor boy. But yeah, they have that moment again in Endgame. I like that. I think they could have been very close. It's nice. Yeah. I think in another life where Steve and Tony were besties, he could have been his cool uncle. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Who takes um, Peter out from McDonald's when Tony doesn't want to. Yeah. 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 Is that a festival? I think so. Solid Steve. I think it's a solid Steve. Yeah. Yeah, we don't actually have that many complaints. No, it's it's really retroactive complaints. Retroactive complaints and the movie itself pla- complaints. Yeah. It's a lack of another Steve movie. Yes. So not really a fault yeah. of this movie. I do love this movie. You, you you really like this movie. You like this movie more than I do. It's so watchable. I've seen this so many times. Yeah. Fair enough. Like, I was meant to skip all the scenes that weren't Steve in this movie. Tina, watch these movies quickly. I couldn't. <laughs> I watched the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Should we move on to Infinity War? <laughs> yes. Okay. So more Marcus McFeely and the Russos. So this movie is ranked second on the official Steve ranking. (laughs) And this is interesting because I felt very good about that placement, and then I watched this movie and I realized um, I have minimal notes in this movie. Mm -hmm. I think the only reason we put him this high is because he looks so good. I know, (laughs) like he's barely in this movie. I know. He just looks great. (laughs) Seriously, I'm I'm not a, a Chris Evans doesn't do it for me. I'm not a Chris Evans girl. But damn, in this movie, he looks so good. I love it. The suit looks great. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also, he only does character things that I like. And it's like he doesn't have time to fuck it up. Because yeah. he's belly in this movie. He doesn't have time to kiss his niece. <laughs> no time for that. <laughs> Thanos. Well, he definitely holds himself very different in this movie as well. Yeah, the only thing i've written down in my little traits section is cool calm and collected yeah because he is he really is yeah like i just love how like confident that he he feels he feels really he always has been confident Mm. he just feels even more confident now and he's very much in his like he's in his reputation era oh my god yes isn't he he is he is listening to taylor swift this steve listens to taylor swift yes he is full on in his like i am so done Mm -hmm. kind of like attitude yeah and I love like, it aliens sure yeah why not let's go do on. it Thanos is here I'll just run at him let's let's fight Thanos let's, let's go. go you call him Nomad Steve don't you yes well he's Nomad Steve right the dark suit is Nomad Steve is that just comics. is that oh I see yeah it's like a comic storyline of oh, Steve I where it goes aware. a bit darker Oh, he's in the That's, l- That's what he's, like, loosely based off. It's no right. Okay. I mean, the beard looks great. The hair is longer. Mm-hmm. He just looks good. <laughs> this is everything. Shout out to the costume and, like, makeup yes. department. It's really good. He looks incredible. I mean, he deserves that very obvious intro where it's just <gasps> a, a ten-second mm-hmm. space for people to clap. I get chills every time. Because, <laughs> like, I'm... I'm I was about to describe the scene, but we don't really need to because people have seen the scene. Yeah. But, like, the bit where the camera just zooms in on him and the train goes past and mm-hmm. he's in a silhouette. It's just a silhouette of him. Yeah. And he steps out into the light. And you hear the... <laughs> dun- 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 yeah. Dun- oh, dun- dun- this- I'm getting dun- dun- chills dun- from dun- dun- you doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally getting chills right now. It's really good. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't see this film in cinema when, like... No. God. This was... Should we out ourselves that we like weren't oh. as into the MCU right at this point? No, it was like we right after this movie, but I I imagine mm-hmm. it was full of applause. Yeah, because we went to we went to see it together in August after it came out because our local <gasps> cinema was doing reshowings. Yes, we did, didn't we? Yes, yeah, so we got to see it on. August 13th? How the hell do I remember that? Oh my god, that's amazing. I am a genius. That's also my friend's birthday. I hope it wasn't that day. (laughs) I hope I was at her birthday. (laughs) Oh no, no. We were in Avengers. You are right. But I think there wasn't a lot of people in there. No, there really wasn't. And I feel like this must have been when people would have applauded. Because it's a real 10 second for the applause. Yeah. And he deserves it. He looks great. Yeah. He looks incredible. Are we just going to spend all this time talking about how good he looks? I mean, this is all... This whole storyline for him in this movie, that to be fair, it's a jam-packed movie. There's no time for Steve in this movie. Mm -hmm. It's all one problem, which is Thanos is coming for Vision's Brainstone. Yes. Gotta kill him. And Steve's like, hold on, my morals just went off here. (laughs) His moral radar. (laughs) Not today. (laughs) We don't trade lives in this house. Yeah. (laughs) And he becomes kind of the reminder of, we can't just kill Vision, guys. Yes. Every time it's needed, he chimes in like, by the way, guys. Guys. We shouldn't kill Vision. Not kill Vision. Even Vision is like, let's kill Vision. <laughs> we talk about this a lot in the Vision episode. Yeah, we do. But even Vision is team kill Vision. Yeah. <laughs> kill me. Kill, kill, me, kill me. me. Kill me. Oh my god, two robots. Oh my god, but yeah, not Janet. Not a robot, yeah. Yeah, not a robot. Not a robot. <laughs> like, I yeah. I, I do love the fact that, like, Steve wants to explore the other options here and hates the fact that he's being, like, limited to one solution. Because yeah. obviously Steve's thing is we gotta protect people. Mm. You know, that's his whole thing, that he wants to protect people and Vision is his friend. Like I yeah. think it's a lot to do with the fact that like he just he just doesn't like being restricted to the worst possible case scenario. Yeah, he he doesn't like being cornered in that sense. Yeah, he really, really wants to try other things, even if it isn't the most sensible option. Yeah. It makes and, like, sense that he doesn't like that helpless feeling. Yeah, and like I love how Vision brings up the fact that Steve sacrificed his yeah. life at the end. <laughs> that was a real god I was like, oh I damn, know. that's a good point, Vision. He's like, you sacrificed your life for millions of people by going into the ice, yeah. and Steve is like, uh, but 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 that's different. Yeah. Well, S- Steve says that sacrifice is different when it's not your sacrifice, which which makes sense. Does it? <laughs> Wait, does it? It mm, does it make sense? <laughs> I don't think. Are it you does? talking shit here, Steve? <laughs> I think Steve is in a corner and he doesn't want to admit he's wrong. He's like, ba ba uh, something vague that maybe sounds. And everyone's like, damn, oh my- that's Captain America. He's got to be oh right. Oh my God. You know how good Steve is at making speeches. I think he knows if he says something with enough confidence. He's Jeff. Oh in, community. He's as- Jeff in community. Jeff As long as he says it with the confidence, everyone's like, damn. Oh my God, he's right. That's my captain. Vision, you- you're going to live. We'll give, <laughs> we'll give Thanos a stone. We'll do whatever we we'll can. We'll give Thanos a new stone. <laughs> Go back in time. Get Thanos and his stone. Get him his own stone. Then he won't kill Vision and half the universe will die. But he won't kill Vision. <laughs> Vision might go with half the universe. Does he count as Does life? he count? That's interesting. Oh, no. <laughs> we don't have time. This is not this podcast. I can't believe we're going to use this podcast to discuss our robots living beings. Yeah. I think I was going to say, did WandaVision prove it? But Ship of is bullshit. Yeah. It doesn't help. I love Ship of Theseus. It doesn't help. Uh-huh. Anyways. Listen to-, to our vision episode. <laughs> yeah. Go on. That's a good episode. Do you want to give me your favorite line that you say all the time? Yes, please. <laughs> go on. Oh my god. Yeah. But Steve says to um um what's his name? Is it just General, Is it General Ross? Ross. Yeah, Steve says to Ross. Um I'm not looking for forgiveness, and I'm way past asking permission. Which, again, might be kind of bullshit. Sounds great. <laughs> it's so cool. I am so, 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 so obsessed with this line. You say it to me all the time. I do. I feel like it perfectly encapsulates this Steve as well. Yeah, this is, like, post-Civil War Steve. He's yeah. done. Like, he's had it rough for a few years. Like... Mm-hmm. i I' Sorry, I've, I said earlier he's in his reputation era, and I can't unthink it. He's literally in his reputation is, era. Yeah. A, little a little bit. He's just... Yeah, he's just not... He's just not playing games anymore. Yeah. He can't be bothered sitting there with formalities... Yeah. ...to pass the time with fucking General Ross. Fucking Ross. No, no, no. Get him out the way. Thanos, let's go. Do you remember in Civil War when they were having a very important conversation about superheroes, you know, killing masses, and Mm. Ross started the conversations by talking about his golf swing for, like, a good ten minutes? Do you remember? He's talking yeah. about his like golf swing it was the best round of my life when I had a heart attack. Steve is like, "Hold on. I'm getting back at you for this. I'm not letting you go off about your golf swing again, old man." I felt like Steve should have been like, "So I was playing golf the other day, Ross, <laughs> and I had a heart attack. Best game of my life because I learned that life is short." I feel like it's also that like Steve is very underprepared for aliens. Yeah. Like He's not an alien man. Like, in the whole, in Endgame, yeah. when they're like, because anyone who hasn't been to space? And Steve is like, me. Like, I think aliens are happening and Steve is like, hold on, I do not have time for Secretary Ross. Yeah. There is no time for this. Literally. Aliens. He's not going to sit there and be like, I'm very sorry about this, the chords <laughs> and Boo-hoo. for Bucky. To be fair, I was right, but still. He's like, JK, not sorry, turn off the whole <laughs> I was crossing my fingers behind my back. He and Roddy really high five. <laughs> that's how they make up. <laughs> He's like, you oh, know, it's a good one. Ah, that's a good Hated one. that guy. I'm gonna unsign the accord, Steve. That was a good one. <laughs> Tony's like, why'd you unsign the accord? It's like you should have heard it, Tony. You should have <laughs> been here. It was great. It was so funny, Tony. And he tells Tony, Tony's like, oh, it's a good one. Ah, I, might, ah, I come, a good one. I might come down there. Steve, we're all good. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, um what else does this man do in this movie? I don't um, know, he just has a moral dilemma and I feel like he's at his best there with that moral dilemma. He's just he's I don't know. Yeah. He's on a mission. I mean, yeah, they they have a plan to yeah. save Vision. Let's try it. It it goes really well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did it works. <laughs> I literally I saw someone it must have been on like TikTok or Twitter the other day saying that how just how many Wakandans probably just straight up died, not snapped. Oh, yeah. Died fighting those aliens. Uh-huh. To save Vision. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> to save Vision's life. That's very true. I can't un- I, suppose, I can't stop thinking about I it. I suppose potentially also if it had worked, they would have been able to destroy the stone before Thanos had gotten there. I suppose for them the plan was also to stop Thanos. Maybe they didn't know it was to save Vision. Maybe they just knew yeah. it was to stop Thanos. But, yeah. I, think I <laughs> swear to God, if I just got stabbed by an alien and I was dying and I was like... The vision? And it didn't even work. <laughs> it didn't work. That's so sad. I can't stop thinking about it. Uh, white people ruin everything. <laughs> they really walked into Wakanda like, we need your army to save this robot. To save this robot white man. Mm-hmm. Can Coming? Yeah? Okay, cool. Let's go. Cool, cool. Who will probably just come back anyway. <laughs> God damn it. Oh. Wanda can just make him again. We've established this. Yeah, just make God him damn again, it. Wanda. It's that easy. I mean, speaking of Wakanda, he and T'Challa, mm-hmm. we realized this on our recent watch of these movies. He and T'Challa are friends, and I love it. I know. It's so good. Their friendship makes so much sense. It's so nice, isn't it? Of course, they're bros. Of course they are. They are. They're very, very similar. Yeah, in like, a lot of ways. Yeah, they they both have that very like leadership weight of the world. Yeah. Like, obviously, he's, like, Steve isn't king, but he's like captain, you know? They have these, like, very, like, high esteemed titles to them, and they really hold it, you know? I'm imagining Steve being king now. King America. You're <laughs> King America. Just King Steve Rogers. That would feel I weird. Mean, Sue Sylvester did try and start a monarchy. <laughs> Maybe she succeeded. <laughs> yeah. What's that? What is that line? I um, can't just make this country a monarchy, William. Trust me, I've tried. I've tried. Yes. Can't wait for the Sue episode. Yes. Coming soon. <laughs> Coming soon. Sue? Soon? Soon. soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I just love that T'Challa, like, really loves Steve. He's like, get this man a shield. Yeah. He, he loves this man. That's like quite a like a line, friendship. But yeah, I like the, get him a shield, even if it's the little, um, puppet shields <laughs> that make yeah, me laugh. The glove like, shields. Maybe that's, maybe that's my one critique of this movie. Why does he have the puppet shields? Yeah. Because it's. That's the thing about the shield is it's a defensive weapon, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the thing I said about Steve holding a gun in Avengers, it's weird when yeah. Steve holds a rifle. It doesn't look right. Steve has a defensive weapon, mm-hmm. and it's kind of a way of doing it where he basically just has little like little little knives on his hands. Basically. Like, they try and give him the shields, the puppet shields, but they're basically just like, him holding knives. It's weird. Yeah, it's I- more I- offensive offensive than yeah. defensive than I'm comfortable with. It's a bit weird. I don't know what T'Challa was thinking when he said shield, because that was not, they're not shields. <laughs> like, they're just big knives. Get this man some big knives. <laughs> Somehow, that might have been underwhelming if that was in the movie. Get this man, some, think big Get this man some big knives. <laughs> Cutscene. what? Hold on. Sherry's like, I have just the thing mm-hmm. the big knives. I mean, yeah, I do completely agree with you. I get why they did it in the sense that this is, like, a darker Steve. I like it. Sure. I like it when you look at it like that. Yeah. That it's dark Steve. That makes sense. Obviously, they go... Emo Steve. Yeah. Emo Steve. I like it like that. More violent Steve. Mm-hmm. I also get it. I just really... I also get it from the sense that, like, they need, like, the anti-Captain America shield so that when he does get the shield back in the endgame, it's a moment. It can't look too similar. Yeah we need like a moment where he doesn't have the shield right and instead has big knives yeah so when they to have big knives i'm sorry it's so funny <laughs> imagine if tony opened up his boot and gave steve <laughs> the big knife <laughs> which is nice just the, those public shields <laughs> and steve is like i was kind of i was kind of thinking about you know my my, my shield and tony's like i i couldn't find that one oh yeah i typed in um shield into the little storage and it gave me these oh, i cu- uh, oh do you want me to go back and get oh it's get, so it's a drive it's a really long drive i'm kind of out of um, petrol in this car, that's oh, a lot. You are right with these? And Steve's like, yeah, it's fine. It's, it's fine, yeah. it's fine. I don't even, it's fine. I can go get, no, no it's, these are fine. <laughs> They're fine. I'm very happy with, I love these shields. They're my favorite shields. Who, who cares about that other shield uh-huh. with, the, with the American colors on it that I used? <laughs> the, no, I love these shields no, no. that are black and weird. <laughs> the whole rest of the movie, Steve is just like, well, I would have done it. If I had my shield, Tony! Love these shields. Are they really. Can we call them shields? We can really call it a shield? No offense to T'Challa, rest in peace, but like. <laughs> come <laughs> on! And Shuri, rest in peace. Shuri, rest in peace. Most of Wakanda, honestly, rest that's in peace. on me. <laughs> because I didn't yeah. have the shield. <laughs> not saying that the whole universe died because I didn't have my shield. But it's also what I'm. I'm also not, not, not saying. <laughs> He's so bitter for the entirety of Endgame because he can't have his damn shield. <laughs> I bet they go back to um the 70s, to mm-hmm. that army base, just so they can get the shield to yeah, shut him up. and get that shield. imagine them nicking it off the other Steve in, Ameri- oh, in um, yeah. New York in 2012. Yeah, total so, like, thief. But he never has the shield. <gasps> then he can't complain. <laughs> he never had the shield in the first place. Whoa. Whoa. We solved the problem that didn't exist. <laughs> I mean, do you want to talk about Bucky? Yeah. Speaking, bu- speaking of, like, Nomad Steve, we have Jesus Bucky. Oh, yeah. This is Jesus Bucky. He looks... He's Jesus in yeah. this movie, right? Yeah. I mean, it's more Jesus in the Black Panther post-credits when he, like, comes out of the tent and he yeah. has, like, the, the baggy of clothes. Well, he has his goats in this movie. The go- <laughs> he has his goats. <laughs> well, he's a goat farmer. Yeah. <laughs> How does how do you be a goat farmer without any He doesn't have an arm in this movie. No. And obviously they give him the new vibranium arm, but couldn't you give him like a prosthetic in the meantime? Man's just a farmer with one arm. I get the practicality, but you just have the strength of two of like multiple arms in one. So that probably is to his advantage. He is inconvenient. <laughs> he seems to be doing a good job. Maybe he does a terrible job and the raccoon of <laughs> two. I mean, he's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. They really just gave him a little hill. They probably just said like, okay, he's a bit bored. Should we just give him some goats? Give goats. Give him some goats. Yeah. We have all technology in the world. We'll give this man some goats. He does seem a bit like annoyed when they go see him. He's like, I would be. He got some goats. I minded my business, trying to recover from my years of trauma (laughs) with my goats. And you see him turning up, and you're like, "Oh, where's the fight?" I wonder how many of the goats are called Steve. All of them. (laughs) All. There's some kind of variation of Steve. There are three goats: Stephen, Grant, and Rogers. Yes, (laughs) the goats. his goats. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, when he gets to reunite with, with oh. Steve again. I just have written down, kiss, 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 yeah. kiss. Aww. That hug is so funny to me because both actors are massive. In oh, like yeah. intense muscle. Big boys. they so big. And the hug is almost like hard to do. It comes out the shot. Mm-hmm. It goes off the edges of the shot because they're both huge. so big. And Chris Evans is so tall. Mm-hmm. He's just a big guy. Yeah, it's quite funny. Steve's so happy to see him again. Uh, you never see... I, this. I don't know. I cannot back th- up this claim, but you never see Steve smile like this unless mm-hmm. it's with Bucky. Oh. This is a smile. Has the yeah. man smiled in years? I don't think he smiled. I think he smiled Ever. once in like Civil War when he was talking to Bucky. Yeah, exactly. That's it. He only smiles around Bucky. It's cute. Yeah, it's nice. And then- <laughs> the only other note I have oh. is when Bucky dies. <laughs> when Bucky dies. I mean, it's. I think. If I can be delusional for a minute, I think it's a very good choice to have Bucky to be the first one that gets dusted. Mm. Because to me, it's the most emotional impact to, like, bookend it with Bucky and Peter. Because it's Steve watching the love of his life turn to dust. It's, like, the shock. Like, you can see Steve, if you're reading it as a romantic perspective, he's just fully in shock. Yeah. Literally. Because, like, I... Yeah, because at first I was like, oh, why isn't Steve reacting more? I think he'd be reacting more. But I think he's it's genuinely weird. just processing what is happening. It's just happening. so bizarre. Yeah. Like, obviously, we're aware of the dusting by now. We yeah. know what happened. But in that moment... You'd be so confused. Just, you, you, dude, he's, you good? Bucky, did, did you turn into a gun, Bucky? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> turn into <laughs> a Sorry, gun. Sorry, I need to stop making it a bit. <laughs> Not him picking up the gun and like, Bucky? Hey, Bucky. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so sad. Everyone's like, Steve, Steve. Steve, Steve. <laughs> Yeah, not I have a Steve, I have a small feeling that that gun is not Bucky. <laughs> <laughs> that gun is not your best friend. <laughs> I have a feeling this weird brown, muddy dust on the ground is your best friend. Mm-hmm. It's really sad. I think it makes sense that he's the first one. Yeah, I think so too. It's your boyfriend. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that entire just... scene is just so... It's just gut-wrenching, like... <laughs> And the, right at the end, like right at the end of the movie, when Steve just, just sits there on the floor with the dust all around him, it just goes, oh, God. I love the fact that that shot is like 10 seconds long of just Chris Evans sitting there and he like mm-hmm. puts his knee up and he puts it back down and he's like, oh. It just hits him, doesn't it? God. It's, the, it's that moment of, we just lost. Mm-hmm. We don't lose. Mm-hmm. We're the Avengers. We you don't lose. Do. Can I be sad and say that when Bucky, like, can obviously feel he's getting dusted, Mm -hmm. his instinct is to look at Steve and go, Steve? Yeah. Like, he wants help. Oh. Oh. Damn it. I'm so sad. (laughs) Yeah. I wish that they had um, characterized Steve's um, desire to save the world and bring everyone back around how much he misses Bucky the same way they did with Peter and um, Tony. Yeah, I wish we had more of mm, that yeah. emotional drive of I want my best friend boyfriend back, mm. not just him being like we should save the world. Yeah, but you know, that's, yeah, that's Cause, the because that would make sense because that's kind of where it hits Tony when Peter goes. That's like yeah. the emotional moment. I feel like it would have made sense for the bookend to be the emotional moment because we don't even see it yeah. get, gets them reunite really. Yeah, I've I've got a lot of complaints about this for endgame. Yeah. I've yeah. But see now now that I think about it, it feels like that could have been a perfect setup for the moment where he comes back, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Feels like this movie really remembers that Bucky is like is so important to him and they forget. Yeah. I mean another good point is about that like everyone they kind of give everyone a buddy. In the death scene? Yeah. You know Sam what? And everyone... Rody. Sam and Sam and roddy You're thinking about Sam. Sam? Sam! Sam? Sam? I haven't thought about you in two years. Sam, Sam, where are you? We smiled at each other a few minutes ago. <laughs> Sam? Yeah. But <laughs> apart from the stupid example of Sam and Roddy, you have like, you know, Charlie and Decoye, Rocket and Group. Group. You know, everyone has a buddy. Mm. Someone. Buddy s- up. Buddy system. Honestly, buddy up so you to can die. be sad when the other one dies. Yeah, so you can get a reaction shot. Yeah, Steve's buddy is. Bucky. It's Bucky. Yeah. It's his it's boyfriend. Not, no. Bucky is so confused and all he does is call out for Steve. Mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, I feel like this movie knew how important Bucky was. And for some reason in Endgame they forgot. They forgot. They just forgot. Straight up. We kind of forgot about Bucky. (laughs) No! Do not compare the (laughs) Russos to D&D. No, no, they're not that bad. They're not that bad. Do not compare Eminem to D&D. Oh, no, no, no. Never. (laughs) Never. Apologies, Eminem. Acronyms. Oh, God, yeah. Eminem, (laughs) D&D. Marcus and McFeely, Dan and David. The peanut-covered chocolates against (laughs) Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) Naturally, yeah. Yeah. The writers of Game of Thrones and Avengers. Yeah. Yes. Should Should we just can oh, I get my yeah. point? Yeah, your point. Get it in. Just like a little little thing that I want to say. I feel like Steve's quips in this movie <gasps> during the battle scenes feel very, very, very genuine. Yes. I feel like a lot of his quips that he has when he's fighting in like the first two Avengers movies are so out of place and so forced. And if you die, walk put- it off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, they feel so out of place and I hate them. Mm-hmm. In this movie, I feel like... I don't know. I feel like Steve is so, so, so much more of a person. Mm. They, I feel they like it makes sense. I feel like every time Steve does like stop and take a break and just like quickly like talk to someone, it feels like he's just genuinely taking a bit of a break for a second because he's tired. He's a breather. Like, you know, obviously he sees Thor and they yep. just have a quick little back and forth of like, oh, I, you know, your hair's shorter. I see you've copied my beard. It feels genuine. Yeah. I feel like partly that one feels genuine because it was improv. Like, yeah. that's genuinely Chris Evans yeah. laughing because he finds it funny. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, that's partly why. They do feel, there are less of them and they feel more in line with the character. Yeah, they do, don't they? Yeah. No, I'm Groot, I'm Steve Rogers. Like, that feels... That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, like, him genuinely seeing a talking tree yeah. for the first time in his life after all these aliens and being like, can I connect to this tree? I am Steve Rogers. It's cute. <laughs> like, and, like, I guess he's like, to, like, round it up, like the point that I want to make of that, like, Steve feels a lot more like a human being, basically. Yeah. He's not a, he's not like a doll and you pull the string and a quip comes out. He feels like a person. Yeah. That's it. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah. He's not just second on this list because he looks great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he also is a very well-rounded character in this movie. Yeah. This yeah. feels like the Steve that connects, that has evolved from Winter Soldier and Civil War to this. This feels like the natural progression of Steve. Yeah. And then, oh no. Oh no, it goes south very quickly. Mm. Which is weird because it's the same writers. it's And they made them at the same time. Oh. These movies were developed at the same time. Should we move on to Endgame? No. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about um Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Iron Man 1. <laughs> okay. Anyway, briefly, Iron Man 1. <laughs> Let's talk about Ho <laughs> Aww. Aww. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. The nice true one. original R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Endgame. Okay. So, let's get ready. <laughs> let's go. This is a lot. So, Avengers Endgame is ranked 7th on our list. Bomb. Right at the bottom. There are only 7 Steve's. <laughs> 7 out of 7 Steve's. We are not a fan of of this Steve. It's a complicated Steve. Yes. And There's a lot of if if Infinity War was like 30 minutes of screen time of Steve. This is like two hours of Steve screen time. Mm-hmm. This man's in this movie. There's yes. a lot of Steve. And there's a, a lot, lot of opportunity of to mess up this Steve. Yeah. Yeah. I mean Well, we agreed that we we're gonna do the negatives and then the positives. Yeah. That feels fair. <laughs> and Mark, literally Mark said, like, okay, write down like the you know the good things and the bad things. I was struggling to think of the good things. <laughs> yeah. I've got two very very weak bullet points here. I have some. I have a very big section for the things I like. Yeah. So I, we'll we'll do that later. Yeah. Margaret is a lot more forgiving of Endgame, Steve than I am. Yeah. I, feel. I don't know why. I don't know why. Because we do. A, we've agreed so far. We're coming from the same place, of Steve. Yeah. We differ a little bit here. I. I. I maybe we'll figure out why in this conversation. Maybe. I don't know. Ooh. Oh. Oh. So Ooh. much pressure. <laughs> You're such idiots. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're starting with things we do not like, which is going to be a complaint. What what comes to mind? The one word that comes to mind with your frustration with this movie. This might be two words. So, apologies, but pocket watch. Pocket watch. My 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 word is Peggy. <laughs> there you go. Same thing. Again, not sexist. I'm so sorry, Peggy. I know. I do, en- I do enjoy Peggy. We're going to come off as the biggest misogynist. Yeah. I'm so sorry. We'll do a Peggy episode to make up for it. No, I can't believe it. <laughs> really it, it. I don't like it that much. I don't like it that much. To be fair, it's not Peggy that's the problem. She's oh no. fine. Technically, she does nothing. Peggy does nothing that annoys me. It's Steve. Feminism. Oh my God. Feminism wins. We've ended the patriarchy. Woo! <laughs> we yeah, did to it. be fair, everything... We should probably specify that. Everything we dislike about Peggy is not Peggy's fault. Mm. It's Steve's feelings and relations to Peggy. Yeah. That is weird. And, to be, and I'm all about equality. I do hate Steve for the exact same reasons <laughs> just as much. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> just this Steve, though. Okay, should we go into it? Yes. So, we, are we mainly just talking about basically the ending and the things in this movie that... Foreshadow and lead up to justifying this ending? Yes, basically. I've got a few nitpicks here and there, but like mainly the thing that bugs me is how they end Steve's character. Do you wanna remind us, once again, just briefly, exactly what happens? <laughs> you don't wanna to... So So Steve goes back in time to the nineteen forties. <laughs> And he reconnects with Peggy. Fuck her husband and kids. Mm -hmm. He reconnects with Peggy. They live out their lives together. They get married. They live out their lives together. And we see Steve at the end of Endgame sitting on a bench looking like Joe S. Biden. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I think you realise what you said. Joe S. Biden. I'm keeping it in. He looks like Joe Biden. <laughs> it's really weird. Um, so he's an old man. We're not getting any more of him. Um, and everyone else is just still there. I'm so- I hate it! It feels, to me, so inconsistent with what we've been building for, like, two podcasts. Mm-hmm. The character we've been talking about, it feels like this does not align. Yes. And maybe we should specify- I don't know if- the writers or the Russos have said this, but this is kind of like a, a fan service ending. Yeah. Did they specify this, that they felt like they were doing like the fans a service here, kind yeah. of? It wasn't necessarily that I think they th- felt like they were doing us a favour by giving us a nice ending that doesn't necessarily make all that sense, but mm-hmm. was just something for us. Which, by the way, as a fan, I have not been served. <laughs> as a fan, I've been yeah. slapped in the face. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, we wanted Steve to retire. That yes. was our idea ending. Yeah. Like, I mean, we've we got to talk about how we saw Endgame. What happened when we saw Endgame? Oh, yeah. We, we were so anticipating Endgame for like a year. We were on the train at that point. Yeah. And <laughs> we went into Endgame with like, I wanted Tony to survive and be okay. You wanted Steve to survive and be okay. And yes. we kind of, by proxy, wanted each other's characters to suffer so that ours would be okay. Somehow we both lost in this yes. movie. <laughs> but particularly, we knew we'd heard people talking about what if Steve, when they, you know, defeat Mm -hmm. Thanos and do the time, I what if he goes back and stays with Peggy? And we were talking for months about how we did not want that. That was something we absolutely would hate. I think for us that was like the worst case scenario, what we do not want. I'm fairly sure I said to you, I'd prefer Steve to die. Yes. Then go back. And we watched that movie, and I remember when, you know, he goes back, we were kind of looking at each other like, hold on. Mm -hmm. And when he doesn't come back, we both just sat there and sighed, and was like, no... Mm -hmm. No! And it was exactly what we had um, worried about. Yeah. I yeah I distinctly remember the credits rolling and saying to you, how did we both lose? Yes. Did we just lose? Yeah. That was our Infinity War moment. We Basically. We just lost. Yeah. Do you want to hear the, to hear the stupidest thing I'll ever though? Go on. For... Right, the last scene is when the camera... You hear, like, the 40s music and the camera pans up to the window to yeah. Steve and Peggy dancing. And the, there was a little part of me that went, it could be Bucky. <laughs> I remember that! Uh-huh. There was a small part of me, too, that was like, wait, hold on. <laughs> Why would it... I am the dumbest person alive. the life. <laughs> I remember feeling that, too. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I hate this ending. And I feel like it just doesn't feel consistent with steve's character. Mm-hmm. Like, i feel like one way to read steve's entire journey in the mcu is this idea that like you can be you can go through a lot, be literally brought out of a whole situation, mm-hmm. lose everyone you know, and there's always ways to move on. I feel like so much of his character is progressing, feeling like feeling like he has a place in this world, making friends with nat and sam mm-hmm. and You know, the world is no longer as black and white as it was in World War II. Understanding that the government can't be trusted a lot of the time. Living in this, like, grey area world. I feel like Steve is becoming, like, more like a spy. He starts doing more, like, intelligent things. Mm -hmm. I feel like this movie's been progressing and learning to live where he is. And this movie... Wait, is it... the last movie, in Infinity War, he literally calls the compound home. We're going home. Yeah. Like, it feels like Steve is finding his place. And it's like, no matter what, you can always move on. Yeah. And to forget the past. Multiple times Peggy says to Steve... It's fine, just move on. yeah. You can't stay with me. You should go live your life.: Yes. And it feels like this ending is wh- why did he just use a time machine and go back and fuck all of that? Yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah, completely.: Yeah. It feels so, so, so reductive.: Yeah. It feels so what out was, of character. What was the point? What was the point of any of this? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he saved the world a couple times, but for Steve, on his level of what does he want? Is the answer just going back to how things were? All this character growth for nothing? Yeah. Yeah. I really feel like this movie just said, screw Fal- like, say Falcon, the Winter Soldier. Oh screw the Winter Soldier. Yes. Both in the sense of, like you said, Peggy tells him to move on. Yeah. And in the sense that like he has a really heartfelt conversation with Sam being like, I'm not quite sure what to do with myself if I'm not fighting. And it feels like they were setting up him... To be able to be like, okay, I'm not an Avenger anymore. I am content with myself. I don't need to fight. I'm going to retire and I'm going to relax and I'm going to enjoy my life. I'm used to modern day. I'm going to go enjoy my life. Mm -hmm. Not go back in time to get with Peggy. Yeah. And you could also read... I've always kind of read this story as like a metaphor for like, just like grief and moving on and moving forward. Like Mm -hmm. there's always a way. Even if you're literally like time travel to the future. You can always find your place. Yeah. You can always. And it feels like kind of telling people who've like gone through hardships, why don't you just go to Time Machine and go back to how everything was? Yeah. It feels a bit weird. Oh ew, yeah. I don't like that. And maybe that's not how they intended it. I'm not saying they're problematic. I'm not saying cancel the Russos or Marcus and <laughs> McFeely. I'm just saying it kind of feels like you could read Steve's journey as like. If you lose the love of your life, as he refers to her bizarrely in this movie, mm-hmm. Peggy, very early on, you can always find other people, whether yeah. it's your friends to fill that gap in your life, or Bucky, or like a girlfriend like Sharon, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You can always move on. This movie is like, well, guys, just get a time machine and go back to the past when your wife was alive and marry her and love your life with her. Mm-hmm. It feels kind of weird. It feels really weird. Don't love it. I don't like it. And it's not that we I hate, hate Peggy.
1: Because no. as
0: you mentioned... Peggy's fine. She liked her life. She has a husband. She kids. has children that no longer exist. Uh-huh. Like Peggy was happy. She moved on. She had a TV show where she got a boyfriend and got married and yeah. had kids. It feels almost inselly to be like just go back <laughs> to the girl who didn't want you anymore. Yeah. Again a girl who he kissed once and in this movie for some reason refers to her as the love of his life. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I hate it. <laughs> Anything else you want to say about it? Oh, I've got so much more to <laughs> say about this. I mean, I want to talk about the pocket watch of it all. Go on. Because this this, this pocket watch really, really bugs me. Mm-hmm. So, basically, to remind us that Peggy exists, we often see the pocket watch throughout this movie. Which was in the first movie. Yes. In um the first Avenger. Yes, this pocket watch exists. Fine. Okay. So... It's 3 weeks after Infinity War and the Avengers are going to go and try and find Thanos and kill Thanos, right? And the entire goal of this trip, everyone's trying to, you know, save half the universe and regain someone that they lost. Mm. So for Steve's sense, he should be going into this as I want to save half the universe, I want to save Bucky and I want to save Sam, mm-hmm. my best friends. Mm-hmm. You know, Bucky that he has seen die. He literally has almost lost so many times and was so close to getting back. Has spent it- multiple movies just trying to save him. Yeah. Like, they could have lent into the whole, like, tragedy. Yeah. Of it all, of, like, Steve was so close to getting Bucky back. Oh, that's true. Right when he had him back in right. a normal state without the Winter Soldier. Yeah, he lost him. Mm. Then, yeah, obviously, he was also going to hopefully try and save Sam. You know, the man that... Had to leave his entire family and go on the run for him for two years. Drop everything. Who mm-hmm. happily did that. Yep, his best friend. And they're on the spaceship to go and find Thanos to bring these people back. And what he does is he brings out a pocket watch and looks at a picture of Peggy. I hate everything. <laughs> it it's bugs It's so me. bizarre. And, like, Nat kind of gives him a look, like, oh, this is endearing, isn't it? Like, don't <laughs> This en- make sense. <laughs> don't encourage his madness, Nat. <laughs> his delusion. Don't encourage him. And then later on through the movie when he's fighting himself in 2012, like, he literally, again, is on mission to try and save half the universe, to try and save Bucky, to try and save Sam. And so he's trying to make sure he can get the scepter back to the present day. And do you know what he does? The minute like, when he's fighting himself and he's on the floor and he wins, he picks up the pocket watch and like, he picks up the scepter. He makes sure he has that pocket watch on him mm-hmm. to remind us again of Peggy. But I don't think that should be your number one priority here, Steve. Your priority should be getting that goddamn scepter. The ti- the Tesseract. No, that's the that's The Mind Stone. The Mind Stone. The mind stone. What the fuck, Steve? Mm-hmm. Saving everyone. <laughs> Yeah, it feels like... I hate the Pocket Watch. I feel like the reason the Pocket Watch exists is that they made the decision to have this ending. Yeah. And they realized, oh shit, we have not set up this ending throughout any of the many movies we've made. Yeah. And so they were like, okay, we've got to gaslight the audience into thinking that Peggy has been important this entire time. Mm -hmm. So they keep reminding you, Steve loves Peggy. It makes sense. Hey, you know who Steve loves? Peggy. You know who Steve really cares about? Peggy. Peggy. Like... And, like, this is a three-hour movie. so Oh, we my have... God. There's so much pocket watch. It's <laughs> just a goddamn pocket watch. And I think it kind of relates as well to, like, the fact that, like, Steve is holding, like, a therapy session in Ooh, the- yeah. five years after Endgame. And Gage Arus oh, talks about how he l- lost his husband. And Steve tries to relate to that. And he says that not by, like, yeah, I've lost people. I've lost... Um, I lost Bucky, I lost that. I've lost people, we've all lost me. He relates to Joe Russo losing his husband by saying, I loved a girl once in the forties and I lost her. I, I quoted it earlier. He says the love of my life. Yes. That's the phrase he uses. Yes. That's what I was about to say. Mm-hmm. And it's so bizarre. You kissed her once, my dude. <laughs> like you were friends, you flirted, made mm-hmm. a date. Then for five years, you apparently never went on that date. I guess that, you know, war is, war is hell. War is hell. War is a lot. You kissed her once, my dude. Mm-hmm. She moved the fuck on. She has a husband and everyone. It's yep. weird. It, ma- it makes it seem like he lost no one in the snap. Yeah, exactly. I would understand it if Bucky and Sam were alive. Yeah, It's the the, literally the same situation that Gay Joe Russo lost his husband is Bucky and Sam like it's the same moment. You could be like, I relate. I experienced the exact same thing as you. Yeah. No, Uh the writers were like, wait, we haven't mentioned Peggy in ages. Let's throw Peggy in there. And then he has the audacity to tell Gay Joe Russo to move on. Oh my God! Yeah. He has the audacity. Steve Rogers, endgame Steve Rogers, tell Joe Russo to move on. The poster says, how do we like move on now that they're gone or whatever? Steve, you hypocrite! You move on! Please! How dare you talk to gay Joe Russo oh, like that, Steve Rogers? The rage, the absolute rage. Mm-hmm. Like, I, just, I don't understand how he doesn't care. I don't... It, the way he acts, he doesn't act like he lost anyone. Mm-hmm. I want him to have... I want him to just show some emotion. I want him yeah. to have that Tony level breakdown. Yeah. I want him to have the same approach as Nat and like desperately trying to think of new things to get people back. I want him to show some emotion he doesn't care that's another general problem with this Steve in this movie is he doesn't show a lot of emotion in general mm-hmm. but like especially towards he should he should really be devastated by this yeah he should really care about Samuel Bucky in the slightest mm-hmm. he doesn't mention them no. Not even He doesn't mention them. Bucky who died in front of you and his last words were Steve. Yeah. Bucky who, for multiple movies, through both Winter Soldier and Civil War, Steve has nearly died many times Mm -hmm. just to protect Bucky, Mm -hmm. to get him to remember him. Even if it's not romantic. Yeah. He cares about Bucky so much. His best friend Bucky is dead again, and he just doesn't even doesn't even care. Uh Uh-huh. And yet you have Tony, who like has his adopted son, who he adopted a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and he sees a picture of him, kind of breaks down, sees a picture of him in his, his kitchen, he's like, I'm gonna go save the world. Mm-hmm. Where is this energy for Steve? He doesn't seem to care. He don't, I, I hate it. I hate it so much. It's so weird. I feel like they were desperately trying to justify their ending, mm-hmm. that they forgot to have Steve be consistent. Yeah. Steve is kind of an emotional person. Yeah. And he's not in this movie. He's, he's not. Because, like Steve is cool in Infinity War, as we mentioned, there's a lot of not a lot of emotion going on in Infinity War, mm-hmm. but that's because Steve is doing fine. He's surrounded by his best friends. Yeah. Yeah, the, the world's gonna end, but what what else is new? It's kind of new for Steve. Yeah. He's kind of relaxed. He's having an okay time. Mm-hmm. In this movie he's lost everything. And he should be where like Like, both Robert Downey Jr. and Scott Johansson are giving amazing performances, being, like, shaky and crying Mm -hmm. and, like, having a tough time and not saying Chris Evans is doing a bad job. No, no. I assume he was directed this way. It's such a bizarre choice to have him be so stoic and so, like, normal. Yeah. It doesn't make sense, does it? Bucky, who he has, like, cried over multiple times Mm -hmm. in other movies. Yep. Suddenly it doesn't matter. It's so weird. I... it's a three-hour movie. You couldn't have had him say, "I miss my friends." A little bit. We get, we get. Sorry, we get Hulk dabbing, but we don't get. Steve. <laughs> we get Noob Master sixty-nine. <laughs> but we don't get. Which, Steve. by the way, that that's Loki, right? And that's that's Loki in um the TVA. Is that what you think? No, but uh, I think it's funny. I swear they confirmed it as Aaron f- from the Apple Shop and oh, Captain America: Soldier. Yeah. That's fun. That's fun. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, we have time for Noobmaster Master 69 and Fortnite. hmm But no, not for Steve and his best friends. It just... I don't mind different interpretations of Steve.
1: hmm
0: Like, this Steve is recognisable as Steve, sure. But yeah. it's not the Steve we've been looking at for movies and movies. No. It's not the Steve we've been watching throughout Winter Soldier and Civil War. Not at all. And Infinity War or the first Avenger. Mm-hmm. It's just not the same Steve. It's weird. Yeah at that point don't kill bucky and sam yeah that would make sense that would actually be interesting the tension of the avengers if he's the one who's been fine yeah because he's been untouched and everyone else is like well steve aren't you feeling grief for us it's like no i'm fine yeah that would be interesting but no he should be devastated because then he would be more focused on okay let's get back half the universe i'm gonna do this as an avenger not as a friend that's true like yeah, I feel like they shouldn't have killed off Bucky and Sam. If you're just gonna do, if you're not gonna have a single, I don't know. I'm very very biased, you know. I'm so biased. Yeah, same. <sighs> I mean, that's also kind of what I meant about looking back at the scene where Bucky turns to dust. Like mm-hmm. that feels like a parallel to when Peter turns to dust in Tony's arms. Yeah. Like that feels like it's meant to be the emotional core that is then gonna drive the next movie and pay off. Like with Peter, it makes sense. I mean, we love Tony in this movie. Yeah. It's all very consistent that, like, every time Peter is mentioned, Tony gets, like, really, like, stressed about it. And it's constantly what's driving him. Mm-hmm. He's really emotional about it. And I feel like you get that payoff when Peter comes back when they hug. And you yeah. get that payoff when Tony dies and Peter's there. I feel like there's no Stephen Bucky in this. Like, surely that moment where t- where Bucky gets dusted should be mm-hmm. the driving force and payoff. Otherwise, why have that moment? Yeah doesn't make sense yeah you're right genuinely like when like sam flies in and says on your left i'm surprised steve isn't like who are you (laughs) oh sam samuel wait why on my left sam i don't remember any quality time i've spent with you oh um did we have an inside joke are you peggy sorry (laughs) All I know is Peggy. Oh my god, Peggy with wings. (laughs) Everyone in my life is categorized by Peggy and not Peggy. Are you Peggy? Then I don't care. Oh my god. It's not like I hated Peggy and Steve in the first Avenger. Mm -hmm. They had fine chemistry. If they had committed to their relationship, it would have been fine. But the problem is, Marcus and McFeely and the Russos have been telling me for many, many years, that Steve needs to move on from yes. Peggy and he can't live in the past and he needs to find footing in his place in modern day. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, wait, what? Oh, I didn't say that. He should go back in time. It's so weird. <sighs> yeah, We're so mad. We're so mad. I'm like, I feel like it It leaves a lot of like questions as well. Like, looking into like the actual intricacies of oh, Steve yeah. going back in it's time. It's it's kind of confusing. Yeah, and it's like, oh, so did Steve just, like, let Bucky become the Winter Soldier? Yeah. Did he just... Imagine, can I just say, imagine going back to the 40s from modern day. Oh, God. You would miss the internet so much. Uh-huh. I would be fuming. I didn't bring, like, a little, like, hub with me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Howard, can you make 3G, please? Howard, can I move on with 3G? Howard, also be nicer to your son, please. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of, like, little plot holes there, yeah. you know? Can-, can we talk about Sharon? So, okay. we were talking about Sharon earlier. Yes. And it's fine for Steve to kiss um, Peggy's niece because, whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe he has a thing for the Carters. It's not that weird. Now, Steve has gone back to the past and he has grown up being Peggy's husband. Yes. Being around Peggy, the kids no longer exist that Peggy had with her husband. Yeah, quite them kids. But Sharon exists. Sharon is born. Mm-hmm. Steve watches Sharon be raised. And then he makes out with her. Yeah. And it's so weird. I mean, there was that funny joke we always had mm-hmm. that, like, um, Sharon would be born and be brought to, like, Stephen Page's seat. And Peggy's like, oh, look at her. She's so cute. And Steve's like, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. And it's like, oh, she's cute. Don't you just want to kiss her? He's like, no. No. <laughs> it's oh, it's so, so funny. creepy. And, like, I know, didn't you say that, like, the Russo's and Marcus and McFeely gave different answers to mm-hmm. if Steve still lives out his life in modern day and makes out with Peggy, and one of them said yes and one of them said no. So that's confusing. Yeah, yeah. And not had... specifically about making out with Pe- with um yeah. Sharon. Yeah, they had different. Um... Yeah, they had different opinions. They might have like changed this, like, like since then, but I remember in twenty nineteen they both gave a different thing of like if this branches off a new timeline or if this continues on the same timeline, which was very very confusing. Yeah. Either way, it's it it makes. Civil War weird. Yeah. Don't make out with your niece, Steve. don't do it. He knows when every historical event's gonna happen. Oh, yeah. He's watching JFK, like, enjoy it. Oh, God, could you imagine Peggy just like, Oh, I really like JFK. Don't get attached. (laughs) No! Really? Oh, I think Bucky kills him as well. (laughs) I think that was also maybe, like, Fanon. Uh, Yeah. Is that Bucky kills JFK. Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Do you want to talk about a more funny reason we don't like steve in this movie if it he looks like a republican yes. i'm sorry The steve gives off very big like left-wing progressive democrat energy we're saying yes. like republican and democrat because you know, he's an american so it yeah. makes sense he's the american system um and i always call steve in infinity war bernie sanders steve because mm-hmm. that man votes for bernie sanders yeah steve in this movie he looks like a republican he dresses mm-hmm. so old. When he yeah. shaves his beard, it's it's out the window. Yeah. I'm out. He shaved off his common sense along with his <laughs> beard. It's something about the hair. I've can I've, I've managed to pinpoint what that is about the hair. It's a stiffness? Yeah, so obviously in this movie, his hair is slicked back. And compared yeah. to the other movies, he doesn't have like that much gel in it. Yeah, it still it's like moves. spiky in winter soldier. Yeah. It's cute. It definitely moves a bit. His hair is slicked back here. Mm. And, like, I know like you don't watch The Office, but basically in the first season of The American Office, oh, okay. they... Obviously, Michael Scott is a bit of a dick, and he's the boss that you're not really meant to like very much. And what they do is that they slick back his hair. Really? And it looks awful. <laughs> and it really, really helps make him look like an absolute douchebag. Oh, And so... In season two, the writers realised that they wanted to make him look a lot more likeable, so they stopped slicking back his hair right. to make him feel a bit more lovable. Right. I feel like that slicked back hair just makes you look like such like a sleeve. Yeah. And I feel like The Office is a very good example of that. That's Cause true. You do hate Michael Scott more in season one than you do in the rest right. of the show. I mean, yeah, I was thinking, because I always thought like, oh, they're trying to make him look old, right? They're trying to give you that 1940s aesthetic mm-hmm. so that he is a mood board so that <laughs> it doesn't seem weird when the ending happens but when i think about him in the first avenger his hair's still like floppy and blonde yeah it's quite in a like a a nice fluffy position yeah he looks like a dick in this movie yeah it's like we said like it's, it's the clean shave and the slick back hair it just makes him look a lot more and the button down shirts he wears are too I big don't... for him and the yeah. belt and the bad clothes. I hate it. Yeah. Whoever styled Chris Evans for this movie, you either had an agenda of making him look old and unlikable, mm-hmm. or there were some bad choices. Yeah. I need the person who styled and dressed James McAvoy in X-Men Apocalypse to dress Chris Evans in this movie. Yes. I want those choices. Yes, please. The good hair and the good clothes. Yeah. I want those choices. That's, that that's the idea. I want that person is. to style me. I know. Do my hair. I <laughs> want it like James McAvoy. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And that's another reason I instinctively do not like this Steve. He just looks like a Republican. He does. This, yeah. He both looks like Joe Biden mm-hmm. and acts a lot more conservative. Yeah. He looks terrible at the end when he's he old just, man Steve Joe Biden. He just looks like he's not a nice, he just doesn't look like a nice person. He's like smirking and I'm like, oh, fuck off. Yeah. What were those memes of like Sam pushing him in the water? <laughs> Honestly. I think this Steve is the most likely to be homophobic. Yeah. Yeah. Even though he canonically supports Joe <laughs> Russo. People. Yes. Even though he canonically does not look startled when gay Joe Russo mentions his husband. Mm-hmm. Should we should we talk about that? Oh, but, yeah. I um, called him gay Joe Russo earlier, yeah, apologies. Like We call him gay Joe Russo because his character in this is gay and it as a gay person, it amuses me that he well, decided to cameo in this movie and was like, I'm going to give it to the gays. I'm going to be a gay character because there are no gay characters in Marvel. This yeah. is Disney we're talking about. Homophobic. They do not have gay people because they want to appeal to the homophobes. I find it so funny that Joe Russo is just like, I'm going to give it to them. I'm going to talk about my husband. Mm-hmm. He, him pronouns. I am a gay man. I miss him. My date with him, him went well. <laughs> my husband. I just, I, well, so I appreciate, it's not because I don't like it. No, no, I think it's funny. I love it. Thank you, Joe Russo. I love it a lot. It just amuses me. So we call him Gay Joe Russo. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, do you remember when they hyped up for about six months that there was going to be gay representation? Yeah. That's why I say Gay Joe Russo Is this what they meant? Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Marvel. Uh-huh. Marvel. That's why I find it so funny. It's good. So we call him Gay Joe Russo out of a place of love. Yeah. Joe Russo, we are not mad at it's you. Just a place of, that's. it just amuses me. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. funny. We love it though, but yeah, even though Steve is this is the first time Steve interacts with a gay, mm-hmm. I still think this is the most homophobic Steve. It's quite impressive task yeah. that they've they've done there, isn't the, it? The Steve in Infinity War, even if he is straight, he's kissed a man. Yes. The Steve in Infinity War absolutely kissed a man. Yeah. That man is on the Pride Parade. Like. Oh yeah. This he, this he, Steve, however, he redecorates his shield during Pride Month to have Pride colors. Yeah. Yeah. This Steve asks why there isn't a straight parade. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. This this Steve complains. Yeah. This Steve gets uncomfortable when gay people are on TV. Yeah. It's like they're everywhere nowadays. Yeah. He, this Steve is when you call him a homophobe, he just says he doesn't like wh- when you push your agenda onto them and when they shove it in his yes. face. Yes. This Steve would call me a snowflake. <gasps> this Steve would call you a lot worse than a snowflake. <laughs> <laughs> Infinity War Steve, however, mm-hmm. he makes the Pride Parades. Yes. He supports the gays. Yes, I think he. All of that's pure speculation. Can we just say? Oh yeah. Oh, obviously. Oh god, yeah. This is not. It's just. <laughs> no, this is <laughs> the real. vibe. It's just, is just so strong. It's so strong. So yeah, purely our critique of this movie and our dislike, uh, our like praising of the other movie is on vibe. Yeah. It's just about vibe. It's about vibe and pocket watches. He failed the vibe check in this movie. He really did. <laughs> Multiple times over. Marcus and feeling and the Russos failed the vibe check this movie. I know. Apart from Gay Joe Russo, he passed the vibe check. <laughs> Joe Russo gets a pass because he was gay. Anthony Russo, however, is not gay. <laughs> You're on thin ice, Anthony. Did you mention your husband in Winter Soldier when you were patching up Nat's shoulder? I don't think so. Honestly, he should have been there with the bandages, like, oh, my husband, he gets a scratch on his shoulder all the time. My husband was a very real penis. <laughs> Actually, um, no, maybe not that. No. <laughs> no my husband with his real he him pronouns yes there we go (laughs) better he should have been there like giving nat rainbow stickers on her bullet wound oh my god honestly you're such a gay icon yes queen (laughs) so i watched rupaul's drag race yesterday (laughs) with my husband (laughs) and my daughter who has come out to me as a lesbian and i have been told to tell you that she stands (laughs) <laughs> I have been told to pass on the message. He's like a dad. Like yeah. I have been informed that apparently, as a household, we stan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I do. I love the idea now of the Russo brothers trying to out-gay each other <laughs> yes. in every Marvel project. Out-homosexual each other. Uh-huh. Yes, in every other project, doesn't even matter what it is. Uh-huh. Mhm. <laughs> Just have a cameo, and mm-hmm. each time there are more pride flags in the scene. <laughs> Joe Russo's making out of a man in the background of one <laughs> shot <laughs> There's just a sex scene in Marvel's like Now hold on We kind of have to cut this And they're like fair enough I still did it We still got it recorded We did it We made everyone uncomfortable That's a deleted scene That's a deleted scene You had to direct me As I had this sexy with this man <laughs> Oh we do love you Russo's really Oh we do Obviously Mm-hmm She's so funny. It's just, it really amuses me. Again, it comes from a place of love. Yes, it does. Do you have any other huge complaints about Steve in this movie before we talk about things I like?
1: Uh... And that potentially
0: you like? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I did say that I felt like he looks terrible in this movie. Mm -hmm. But to be fair, I'm okay with the, I'm more okay with the no beard, the hair, when he's wearing the suit. I prefer it to his old man clothes. I feel like when he's wearing Mm. the suit, I'm more okay with it. He looks good in the battle. Yeah, but he has a helmet on then. Yeah, I might be why, because I can't see that stupid haircut. But, like, I feel like he wears his Captain America suit when they go and try and kill Thanos, and it's still the dark one, and I'm alright with it. I don't love it, but I'm alright with it. I mean, it's only dark because it literally got... he was in the explosion. It's not... No, I mean when they go and kill Thanos the first time at the beginning of the movie. Oh, I He, like, you. puts on his normal suit, but he doesn't have the beard. Uh, I'm alright with it. Yeah. But in the old man clothes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's a moment where um Tony does an impression of Steve. Right mm. when Tony gets back and he's, like, you know, like, kind of losing it. And he goes to Steve, he, like, he, like, makes fun of him, like, fuck you, Captain America. And I'm like, I feel like this impression to mock him in this movie is just Rihanna mocking Steve <laughs> in this movie. And like, fuck you, Captain America, mm. so shit. <laughs> like, Steve is you. <sighs> I was so mean in these notes, you know? I wrote down the note, Gayjo Russo, save me. This movie is so long. Oh wait, it's your fault? Never mind. <laughs> Cause it is. Yeah, it is technically his fault. Well. Didn't we is really it... talk about Gejo Russo for 10 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. He's a main character of Endgame. <laughs> oh. We didn't mention how Steve ran at Thanos with with his little puppet shields and got <laughs> smacked in the face. Do you know what, though? Do you know what? Shout out to Steve. He then gets back up. He does. And he then he holds, holds the Infinity gauntlet. gauntlet. It's pretty sick. That's so cool. And gets whacked. Then he gets whacked. But he's the last one and he laughs. He Second g- to last. He goes first and then he's like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to be the two. last one. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine he gets back up again after Wanda, like, I'm the last one. <laughs> <laughs> he just has the last word, and Wanda's like, fuck you, time to recover. And Thanos is like, guys, then you would have defeated him if through sheer willpower oh. of wanting to have the last word. Steve, get out of unconsciousness and get back out. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Steve. Oh, Fair play to him. Yeah. I give him that, it's impressive. It he impressive. didn't run at him with a taser. Oh, Nat. Oh, Nat. She tried her best. Is it, I think it's both Sam and Bucky who shoot him. Yep. With <laughs> yep. Shoot the, the Thanos. Gun. They just shoot Thanos. There's something about shooting Thanos with like, a little Thanos. pistol that's so funny. <sighs> bang, bang. Yeah. I think a Koya, like tries to spear him. Yeah. I just... But again, it's the thing. Of, I think if they'd all done that at once... Together, yeah. Oh, I still wouldn't have done anything. And maybe it would have given them a bit more time. Wonder. I, yeah, okay. I know at the it end of the day. Have, yeah. At the end of the day, Yeah. But even then, I think you would it just. It is really awkward. It is a bit awkward. It feels like, you know, when like you have someone in front of the water slide and they're letting one person go at a time, then they wait and they let another person go down the <laughs> yeah. slide. Oh yeah, they're definitely taking turns. It feels like at that. that house. I yeah, it feels like one of them's at the edge of the forest. Someone from Wakanda. Yeah, they're was waiting. Like, okay, they're and waiting. Bucky, go, 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 go. Sam, Sam, stop. Ready. <laughs> No, no, no. I mean, now you go. Now you go. That's the thing in, like, movies, is you can always see, if you ever see it, someone fighting a bunch of people, mm-hmm. you will see that they will go one at a time so the hero can knock them down. And it's fun to watch the extras in the background, like, wait, and then go, or, like, I lo- pretend to, like, stumble and then go at him. I love seeing them, like, try to get up slowly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then they go. I noticed it weirdly in Once Upon a Time, in a random yeah. fight sequence where there were, like, people on horses, and the other guys were also just circling. <laughs> for their turn it was so funny <laughs> I love it when they do that in movies oh me too so it felt like, like this where it's yeah. like oh, everyone gets their moment to shine of taking down Thanos of course it's not gonna work mm-hmm. you have a taser Natasha <laughs> I was gonna taste Thanos again what's it gonna do it's probably a tickle buzz buzz <laughs> probably enjoy it He's massive you've got enough surface area that you have enough Thanos to attack <laughs> at, at you know at the same time do you know what I mean <laughs> Your Thanos so fat all Avengers can <laughs> attack him at once That's the surface area to compensate. <laughs> <laughs> that just like That's you That's the weirdest that thing challenge. I've ever said. <laughs> it really made me laugh. Thanos has a large surface area so all the Avengers can attack him at once. <laughs> oh my god. Don't that shame Thanos on this podcast. <laughs> He's a big man. <laughs> what are we talking about oh I don't know well, should we talk about things we liked yeah go on things I liked okay since you hate this movie <laughs> you really you like this movie more than I do I think I like this movie more than I do I hate Steve more than you do yeah compromise and we both love Tony my king I am not a Tony stan in the slightest no this Tony is top tier he I is am- obsessed with this Tony. Same. I really like him in this movie. He's fucking great. Mm-hmm. It's so bizarre watching him and Steve in the same scenes mm-hmm. and just turning has so much more character and charisma. Oh, and even I in his, his little look. lines, he has like moments where Steve just kind of stands there and it's like, Steve, do something! Yeah. I feel like poking with a stick, like do something. I feel like, I feel like I'm Dudley at the snake cage being like move! 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 Honestly. He's boring. He's like, it's like Weekend at Bernie's, like, standing there with sunglasses on. No, that's Thor in this movie. (laughs) Oh, oh. But yeah, even when Thor's doing his weird speech, which is hilarious, (laughs) like, Tony comes off and tries to, like, get him off stage. But you only have that moment where Steve just kind of, like, looks a bit concerned, and it cuts back, and his eyes narrow even more, Mm. and it's like, Steve! Laugh! Steve! Steve! Don't look, I don't know. You man of steel, laugh, Mm -hmm. it's hilarious. Even, can you imagine if Steve just had a moment to be like, Four are you okay? Like, I think Steve should have, could have gotten up. That would have been nice, that would have made more sense. Yeah. Nope, Steve can't do anything in this movie. He's probably thinking about Peggy. He's probably not even paying attention. He's like, hmm, Peggy. Oh, Peggy. <laughs> oh, I miss Peggy. Is that Peggy? I'm struggling to understand which people are Peggy and not Peggy. It could be uh-huh. Peggy. Maybe that's why he loves Sharon, because it looks <laughs> oh, an no! extension of Peggy. Oh, no! His brain can compute who Sharon is. <laughs> She's a Carter. He's like, he's, like the Terminator. <laughs> and he's just like, yes! ah, a Peggy. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> so weird. I oh, know. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> this is so, so stupid. <laughs> Could be. He is. He's actually Tristan oh. and Stardust. One brain cell. Yeah. Peggy, Peggy. 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 Sharon. Peggy. <laughs> Sharon. Peggy. Compass with Peggy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I love I Peggy. Him. I wanted to live her own life mm-hmm. without Steve. But it's all the things I like. Yes. Um. Okay. Oh, God. I have one, but as a caveat. Oh, okay. Well, because he he says that being in this movie, let's go get the son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. And like, it's meant to be like, oh, he swears because just Whedon introduced that Steve doesn't like swearing, which I don't like. But the thing <laughs> is, I would enjoy that moment if Steve swears at the end of Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. he swears he says like I think he says son of a bitch or something and it's meant to complete that arc in Age of Ultron of Steve like arc. swearing yeah in that movie it's his arc he's swearing and so I'm like I almost like that line but they kind of concluded that in Ultron we've heard him swear it doesn't really work but I do like that line but it kind of I don't know it has a caveat yeah. to it it's weird I feel like if he still looked like Infinity War Steve I'd love it oh can yeah you ima- <gasps> can you imagine if he was still Nomad Steve and said let's go get this son of a bitch he'd feel edgy <gasps> It'd be great. It'd be progressive. How is just putting a beard on him makes him <laughs> so much cooler? I think it's also the idea that, like, Infinity War Steve swears because he's done. Like, we yeah. can see the character in Infinity War Steve and we're like, yeah, he's done with this. He's ready. Whereas this feels, like, ironic. This is meant to feel like, oh, it's mm. meant to be a thing if Steve doesn't like swearing. And it's less fun. Yeah. I think we read into it differently. Or maybe we just like Chris Evans with a beard. No, yeah. I like him in Knives Out without the beard. But he's a piece of shit in that, so what can you do? Yeah... I like that Steve does the therapy session because, like, yes. it makes sense. It's I like agree with you. i learned some things with, from Sam, Sam's therapy sessions. Like, Aww. he literally listens in on Sam's therapy session. Oh, and it's like he's learned and he's doing it. Oh, Margaret. Yeah. Because oh. doesn't he, he, in Winter Soldier, he observes Sam's therapy session. is like, you're really good at this. Oh, he does remember Sam exists. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Oh, he doesn't. I'm so sorry. He doesn't. He was probably like, I kind of like a new man once. <laughs> Do you know r- I think Peggy did therapy them. once. <laughs> You know, I'm doing this therapy because Peggy did therapy. And it's t- all of his memories <laughs> have replaced with Peggy. Oh, oh, no. Why have we made everything a bit? We're trying to think of good points. No, I have good points. Yes, I, I agree. But it, I like the therapy. It feels very true to Steve the fact that he is still helping people even after they've lost. Yes. Love that. Yes. Okay. Um, I, I We talked about this earlier. I will never not laugh at Chris Evans' delivery of when Scott goes through the time machine and he goes through different ages and comes back as a baby and he's just like, he's a baby. Like, he's so done. Mm -hmm. He's just completely done with this. Like, well, he's a baby now. (laughs) What are you going to do? Literally, he says he's a baby. And then Hulk just goes, it's Scott. And Steve goes, as a baby. (laughs) (laughs) It's good. It's really funny. Chris Evans is funny. Why can't Chris Mm -hmm. Evans be more funny in these movies? I feel like they should have done what they did with Thor, which is, oh, he's funny in Ragnarok. Chris Hemsworth is funny. Chris Hemsworth does so much funny stuff in this movie. Yeah. Have Steve be funny. He doesn't have to yeah. be a clown. He can just be fun. Yeah. Give him some personality. If he's not going to be devastated over the loss of his friends in this movie, give him something mm-hmm. to enjoy. If you're not going to have him be sad, have him be happy. I don't know. Go yeah. Commit. I don't know. Um, the whole that's America's ass I love. It's great. Yes. I like, and again, it feels very true to Steve that because I feel like if you'd said that to Steve in the first Avengers movie, if Tony had been like, that's America's ass, Steve would have been like, that's crass, Tony. Gross. Yeah. But it makes sense that Steve has progressed over living in modern day. And he looks at his own ass and is like, that is America's ass. That feels like progress to me. Okay. I feel like I've seen Steve grow. Mm-hmm. And he's a bit more crude. I feel like Infinity War, Steve would have been like, yeah, it's my ass. Yeah. I like that moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and Scott saying that's America's ass is the funniest thing. That Paul was Rod is, so funny. Paul Rudd is the funniest man. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. Do you agree? I don't know. I like the joke that's America's off. I think that's really funny. I like the joke. I'm not a fan of I can do this all day. Yeah, I know. Ooh, really? Not particularly. It doesn't... It doesn't... Physically anger me like it does the pocket watch. Mm. But I feel like Steve still is... I, I like the idea of him looking back at himself and be like, oh, I'm different, I'm changed. I like that side of it, but I I do feel like he still is. I can do this all day. Right. He isn't. He still is. I can do this all day. We see him at the end of, in the battle in Endgame. Doing it all day. Yeah, he's doing it all day. His shield is destroyed and he gets back up. That's very true. He can still do this all day. He still does it all day. That's true. I feel like yeah, I read that moment as like him being amused at himself yeah, and like he's grown and to me that felt like another evidence of that progression but you're right I think if Steve did not do all the things I hate about this movie Mm -hmm. it would be better but because they kind of reduce his character and erase his character journey that does feel like that moment is making fun of himself yeah, in a way that feels like he's no longer that person which I agree isn't great. Yeah. I think out of context it's good. Within the context of Steve in this movie yeah it's not great. Yeah. And then we've talked about this. We even talked about this on the Eleanor episode because I brought it up for some reason. Yeah. But the Hell Hydra moment. We've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. I really like it. And to be honest, it's kind of for the exact same reasons I just described. Right. To me, it feels like Steve has grown. I love seeing a character come full circle and use something that once really heavily tormented mm-hmm. them and be able to use that to their advantage. And I feel like, to your point in the previous episode... Steve becomes more of a spy as this goes on. Mm-hmm. And this feels like a very sneaky thing that Steve would not have been smart enough to do in Winter Soldier or in The Avengers. Yeah. And I feel like this, to me, shows that it's what I wish Steve was more in this movie, which is someone who's adapted to modern day. Yeah, Like, the Steve of the past would be like, Nazi's bad, can't even engage with that thought. Like, I won't even pretend to be on their side for anything. Mm-hmm. Whereas Steve in this movie is like, there's a grey area, Nazis are still shit, but I can abuse their little dumb mm-hmm. <laughs> like catchphrase <laughs> in order to get what I want. Yeah, And I feel like it feels like a sneakier, more progressed Steve. Yeah. You feel like it's just a a little nod to the comics, right? No? Is that not why oh. you don't like it? So there is a storyline in one of the comics where it's, it's like an alternate universe where Steve is Hydra. Yeah, he is Nazi and Steve. And it's really problematic and everyone hates it yeah you know for obvious reasons yeah and it's a nod to a a comic book storyline that people aren't a big fan of I'm not a big fan of Mm. I realize because obviously I like like you said I made that the point about Steve kind of embracing the more spy kind of side of himself throughout these movies and I do I, I really like it in that sense I've I've grown to it since i Started looking at Steve as more of a spy. I have mm. grown to it. I'll, I'll hold my hands up and say like I agree with you a bit more there, and the only reason that I don't like it now is that it gives me a bit of the ick. I feel you. You get me. I wasn't aware of how awful that plotline was, mm-hmm. so I get it. Yeah, that's I weird. Don't, yeah, I don't have any story issues with it. I do right. really like it in the sense of him being a spy. It's just the, the it's just the Nazis, you know. Yeah. It's just gonna be the ache. I feel you. That's it. That's it, really. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, but yeah, I do. I do love it when Steve st- is sneaky. Yeah. I love sneaky it. Steve. It's really fun. That like feels it. like a really good progression from the Winter Soldier as well, which I'm happy with. Yeah. I like that. It's actually the like the same elevator that he fights them in. Yeah. It he's is, isn't hanging it? Out. I like it. And he's in the middle, like. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that he trusts Tony. They have that moment where he's yeah. like, do you trust me? And Steve's like, yeah, I do. And like, I really like when Tony and Steve are friends. And I feel like a Steve of the past would not trust Tony at all.
1: Mm-hmm. Of
0: course he doesn't trust Tony. No. Tony has his own agenda. He doesn't like Tony. And I feel like he still doesn't like Tony for the same reasons, but he has grown beyond that childish point of view. Yes. And he does know that Tony will at least get himself out. And mm-hmm. Tony has also grown as a person and will help Steve if he has to. Yeah, I like that they trust each other. That feels nice. That felt like a very genuine like, um, line read from Chris Evans of like, yeah, I do actually trust you. I like that. Yeah, that's that's where they should have gone with like the maturity, of Steve, you know, and like, if it it feels nice as well after Civil War, for Mm. him to be able to say, I I I trust you to Tony. I feel like, because obviously we know that Steve and Tony have made up since Infinity War. Oh yeah, and um. And, like, we see that when Steve goes to see Tony and, like, you know, they interact again normally. Tony makes a comment of, like, oh, yeah, we've got dinner reservations for this. You can stay for lunch. So, like, I feel like that was a very nice way of, like, I I don't want to say showing, not telling, because it is kind of telling, Mm. but kind of showing the audience that, like, we are past civil war. We are, like, good again now. We're friends now. Yeah. It could have... It could have been very easy and cheap for them to, like, fall back on that, like, them being antagonistic for no reason and, like, disliking each other. But it felt very mature that they could maintain the realistic relationship that they have and not just be cheap with it. It's it's up and down. It's rocky. It's always going to be. Yeah. But, yeah, I I do really like that. Because it could have been, like... Oh yeah. Do you remember when we became friends again, Tony? Back in twenty twenty two, you know. So many t- shitty TV shows you and I watch would have done that exactly. Yeah. And we would have been like, hey, they're writing something good for once. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. That's a nice touch. Yeah. You're I right. Like that. And lifting Thor's hammer. hmm Everything. Love it. Oh my god. I remember that moment in the cinema with you. Yeah. I remember I always say this because like this movie's so long. Mm-hmm. This movie's three hours. And this is like towards the end of the movie. And we saw the midnight viewing of it yeah. with, like, no spoilers. And it was, like, 3 a.m. And I've been paying attention to this movie for so long. I was like, I'm going to take a second. There's yeah. a lot of grey. I still don't like how grey this final, like, fight sequence is. It's so smashy. Mm-hmm. You know they're not going to kill them. I was like, oh, Thor's fine. He'll be fine. Okay. I just sat back. And then I was, like, kind of paying attention. I was like, oh, is a hammer. Oh, shit. And then you and I looked at each other and we were like, <laughs> The entire cinema erupted. It was so cool. Oh, we talked about in the last episode what made him worthy in the meantime. Uh-huh. I guess maybe it was Civil War. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what's changed, but it was, yeah, it was incredible. Yeah. I had proper, like, No Way Home vibes, you know. Oh, yeah. That, that cinema. It's fucking sick. How does he summon the lightning? I don't care. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Maybe Thor helped him. I don't care. He's a god of thunder now. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> give him something. It looked cool. It looked pretty sick. Mm-hmm. And he assembles the Avengers. It's nice. I can't say I don't cry every time he says that. (laughs) I can't pretend that I don't. Yeah, the portals opening and then him saying Avengers assemble. Yeah, it's nice. Just the chills every time. Yeah, I like. I like a lot of things about this movie. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I was lured into a false sense of security that this Steve felt like a Steve I was familiar with, who was like progressing. Okay. Who was like moving in that same direction of like, cause this. A lot of the things I just mentioned feel like modern Steve. Yeah. feel like Steve accepting where he is. And then he's suddenly regressed. And it feels like these lines I've mentioned are in a different movie. Yeah. Weirdly. It feels very disjointed. Yeah. I don't really get it. You know? It's a shame. Don't love it. And the fact that he doesn't care when Nat dies is a lot. Because he and Nat have such a nice friendship. Yeah, we didn't talk about the single tear. The single tear, <laughs> my favorite thing in all of movies. The single tear that someone clearly ran in and like yes! got from a bottle and dripped on his face, and just the single rolling tear. Mm-hmm. I hate. That's it. weird. I hate. Yeah, he has no emotions in this movie. I don't know why. I I think Steve forgot he had friends in this movie. I th- yeah. All of his friends. He gets to a point where all of his friends are dead. Yeah. The Cap Quartet, except for him, are dead. Yeah. And Wonder. If he cared about Wonder. If you, I don't really if maybe I think he did they had a nice moment in Civil War yeah, actually yeah he did Wanda's dead he doesn't give a shit he he seems fine again because none of them are Peggy they don't set off the Peggy radar oh. not close enough Nat I think came close maybe for a while he thought she was Peggy mm-hmm. and he liked her in Winter Soldier because he thought oh maybe this is Peggy oh,
1: and then he was Peggy. like
0: and then Nat's hair went white and he was like you know what this is not Peggy I'm afraid this isn't Peggy oh no friendship ended with Nat <laughs> Peggy is now my new best friend <laughs> Yeah. Maybe he thought Bucky was Peggy because the long hair. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe that's why. he Maybe that's why he gave Bucky a shot. <laughs> oh, my God. He tried to save Bucky because he thought it he was, was Peggy. Peggy. <laughs> See, this sounds dumb, but to me, this is what's going on in Marcus and McFeely's head with uh-huh. this movie is one brain cell of Peggy. 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 Yeah. Peggy. Well, they... Yeah, well, at the end of the day, they wrote themselves into a corner. This is all... This is their fault. If yeah. they had spent time... If they had spent every single Avengers and every single Captain America, or most of them, having Steve say, I really miss Peggy, like, showing that he really did love her and he does miss her, and that he's really struggling to, like, get over her. Yeah. If we'd seen that, we wouldn't have to spend an entire movie with Steve looking at a pocket watch, and we could have spent this movie having Steve miss his friends and he still could have gone back at the end and it would have been fine. Yeah, it could have felt like a reward. Yes. Like, I feel like they were going for this vibe of like, all right, Steve, you can rest now. Mm-hmm. Good for you. You saved the world. You get this one thing of going to good, to yeah. Peggy. And it just doesn't feel like... I don't think that's... I think if you spoke to Infinity War Steve and asked him to list his, like, um, priorities in life, I think seeing Peggy again seeing is low. Peggy. And I just can't imagine... I mean, we've talked about this before. This is our bias of loving Sam and Bucky. Mm -hmm. But Steve spent so much time getting Bucky to the place he is, of taking care of Bucky and getting the Winter Soldier stuff out of his head. And finally, Bucky's okay. And he has left him. Bucky is on his own. Thank God Sam likes Bucky. Thank God Wakanda likes Bucky. I know. Because otherwise, man is homeless. Yeah. He's not an Avenger. Tony doesn't like him. Mm -hmm. All the other Avengers don't like him, they don't know him. He's just left Bucky on his own. Sam, after not having been able to see his family for years, mm-hmm. is on his own. How has he just left his friends? Yeah. Like he has like a nice, bye Bucky. Love you. Remember that line bye. we said in the first Avenger that Margaret liked? Did you see season one? <laughs> Have you seen season one? <sighs> Thank you, Gliders. Uh huh. Yeah, I, we didn't even mention Bucky looks amazing in this movie fucking gorgeous. His bomber jacket. His funeral outfit is the best. Can I just say? I want to wear this to a funeral. Uh-huh. His hair is like slightly combed back but it's still long. It's the been beard washed. is clipped. Yeah. He looks amazing. I did not even notice because I was so annoyed. The rage. That he's like, bye Steve. <laughs> See you never. Like what the fuck? Yeah. Just bring I... him with you. <laughs> Why didn't you bring Bucky? <laughs> oh yeah. Why didn't you fucking bring Bucky with you? Bring but the surely, whole gang. Surely. Bring Sam. <laughs> you want to bring... I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> bring but like, Bucky with you, for Christ's sake. I'm not going to lie. Bucky probably wouldn't mind going back to the Tooth. He'd probably be happy about it, you know? has his sisters. Yeah, his sisters. His family? Aww. Like, that would have at least made sense. But no, Steve is literally like, I never want to see you again, Bucky. Bucky who? Uh, no. Bye, Bucky. I'm going to go live life and watch you get tortured. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a bad look for Steve. Yeah, and like, I've said to you before, I hate the idea that people, a lot of people said after Endgame, which is like, oh, I can't believe he left Bucky. Bucky's not going to be able to cope without him. And it felt a bit like... Patronizing? Very patronizing, very dehumanizing to Mm. Bucky as a person. But then Falcon and the Winter Soldier came out, and one of the first scenes (laughs) is... Bucky lying on the floor of a blanket in this dark apartment because he can't sleep because the PTSD is so bad and he's ignoring Sam's calls and he has no one except his therapist who you hate and he turns on his tv to look at Captain America uh-huh. on the tv to look at John Walker Steve should have been that Steve should have retired he should have retired. I'll die on that hill. He do- Chris Evans does not need to be in these movies if he doesn't want to be. He doesn't have to have a cameo in the TV show where mm-hmm. they can say he's on the moon. Yeah. He's fine. He has an art studio somewhere because he drew a monkey once. Yeah. That's 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 normal, right? Did the, the yeah. writers know that someone can retire? No, you got to die. You've got to die. I mean, literally. Um, <laughs> Clint tried to retire. They didn't. He couldn't retire. Do you remember when he retired multiple times? Clint Barton retired. Nah. I don't think they know that people can retire. Should we send an email now to Marcus and McFeely and make sure they know that retirement exists? It might give them a heart attack, though. Mm, (laughs) I imagine fucking up your billion-dollar movie. Because you didn't know retirement existed. (laughs) I think they they watched The Good Place, and they think retirement is what it's in The Good Place, which is torture for eternity. Yeah. I felt like my torture for eternity. Easy mistake. I really wish endings... We could like endings. I really wish that we could no! get to the end of a lot of these characters and be like, "Yeah, like Eleanor, perfect, love it." No, no. Uh, we said earlier we'll end on a, on the positives. Oh no, we did. This didn't wasn't we? positive. I mean, okay. Well, what should have happened? Steve... Let's hit it up. Let, let's okay. go. Let's go. So the scene goes exactly the same. Bruce says, five four three two one one." Steve appears again. He. And everyone's like, Steve, you good? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, Sam, can I talk to you for a minute? Take Sam aside. Here's the shield. It's yours. I've realised I'm done. I'm retiring. I'm going to go get my apartment in Brooklyn that I was talking about in Avengers Age of Ultron. You be Captain America. Love you. Great. Bucky, love you. You're great. They make out. (laughs) They make out. Steve then hands it in his official resignation. (laughs) As Avenger. <laughs> Goes up to Secretary Ross, puts it in his mouth. Mm-hmm. Leaves. Yeah. Maybe we get a scene of him, like, getting the keys to, like, this, like, apartment. He just <gasps> walks in and he's like, yeah. And then he brings in, like, an easel. Do you know what? You can still have that same music that's like... But it, he opens his apartment door oh. and he, it's, a, like, a modern apartment full of art and he has an easel mm-hmm. and it's playing that music and he has a dog running around That's a collar, collar with Peggy on it because fuck it, why not? you yeah. got to have some Peggy. Oh, and Peggy. he's painting on his easel and it's, like, looking out at New York or, like, maybe a like maybe it's on it's on Tony's farm across the water yeah second farm Steve's farm yes and it's like yeah lovely sure beautiful (laughs) I'm not gonna lie ever since you said Bucky would be homeless all I'm thinking about is Sam Bucky in that scene just being like hey can I come live with you (laughs) Sam I am homeless (laughs) (laughs) can I come live with you (laughs) (laughs) they're both homeless and that's basically what happened in Falcon and Winter Soldier right he went in love with Sam slept on the sofa yeah he did And then then, got his sister. Like what I'm saying, thank God someone likes Bucky. I know. Otherwise, where would he go? And that's a push at the beginning, to be honest. I know, they don't even really. Sam is tolerating him at a push. Wakanda is like, nice white boy, I guess. Mm Here's some goats. Yeah. (gasps) Maybe Steve has some goats in his artist department. (laughs) To eat the art. (laughs) Pets, pet goats. Bucky's goats keep eating Steve's artwork. (laughs) And Bucky! Like, that's the beauty of art. It's grand. It doesn't live let forever. Go. Grant. Steve! <laughs> Steve and the goat turn around and look at Bucky. And he says, Steve, that's so funny. Oh, I'm really sorry. I meant the goat. <laughs> He's holding some carrots. And Steve's like, I like carrots. Steve's like, You really didn't think this would backfire when you named a goat, Steve? He's like, I didn't think I'd see you for a while. I missed you. He looks just like you. Can you see the likeness? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. That could have been it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There we go. That's a- yeah. That's a nice note. Yeah. And Paul. that is why yeah. he is bottom Steve, Republican Steve. Yes, it is. Okay. I have questions. What have we already done? Well, okay, we could do a kiss, marry, kill. Okay, kiss, Mary kill. We've done this before, but we're going to do it again. Because remember, we, we we did like all possible combinations like years yeah. ago. Kiss, Mary kill. Steve, Tony, Thor. Mm. Steve, Tony, Thor. Okay, that's a good one. I think I would kill Tony, marry Thor, kiss Steve. Damn. Mm. Because we talked about this where you have the objective benefits of Tony's money, Thor being the queen of Asgard, and Steve just getting to marry Captain America. Yeah, I didn't consider that. Okay. I considered them No as a objective person. benefits. Yeah, just them as a person. Okay. That's fair. It's tough because I really like Tony. Oh my god, that man's 50. <laughs> is that weird? <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> a little weird. They're all older. Th- Thor's up thousands. Thor's thousands. <laughs> <laughs> but then I've got the end game in my mind right now. I don't know if I want to marry that Thor. I want to be friends with that Thor. Mm. But I don't know if he's ready for a relationship. Yeah. And I feel like... Cause he gives off such himbo energy. I feel like he really would like. He really gives off massive like love my wife, Little like bit. male wife kind of That's energy. That's true. Oh god, him and J- him, about Jane in Endgame just yeah. being like, she was great. We were dating an old flame of mine. Oh, and then Oh, I to, yeah. oh god, oh. I got to introduce her to my mum, my my dead mum, my my mum, <laughs> he's dead. Oh, okay, sure. I'll marry Thor. Cause why not? Mm-hmm. I'll I'll kiss Tony mm-hmm. and kill Steve. But I think you could go with any combo. I think oh, if, any combo. If we're thinking objective benefits, I'm marrying Tony, cause money. I think I'd marry Thor, so I could become the queen of Asgard. That's also very fair. Yeah. Sorry, Steve. You don't bring anything to the table. <laughs> yeah, he's um, he can't even afford a place in Brooklyn. Uh, piss off, Steve. <laughs> not marrying Steve. Uh, what social media do you think you do you think Steve has? I think the Steve we love now, not Endgame Steve. No, no, no. Sorry, yeah, not Endgame. Steve. I think. Hmm. Endgame Steve uses only Facebook. Oh. (laughs) He does. God damn it. I think, okay, I think (gasps) Avengers, I think Joss Whedon Steve uses only Facebook. I think Infinity War Steve is like massive on Twitter. Yes. Obviously he can't because he's on the run from the government. But (laughs) if he could. He could prank the government by being on Twitter. Uh Uh-huh. Could be funny. I feel like he has an art Instagram for all his art. Oh, yeah. 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 But it, like no one knows that it's it's like Captain America's. <gasps> oh my god! He just has like Steve on it, and that's it. Yeah. No one knows that it's his. Oh, he's just Grant. Oh yeah, that's what that's what he goes by. And that's what he signs his art as. Oh, it's a little art studio. Mm. Oh. And you have the people who are like, <gasps> is it like Banksy? Or people? There are people who have a conspiracy <laughs> that it's Captain America, and they can't mm. prove it. And they're like trying to figure out is his handwriting the same as that thing in the museum? Yeah. I bet there are people who figured it out, and he leaves little clues. I bet he has fun with that. I think so. Is he just Taylor Swift? Are we just turning (gasps) Steve into Taylor Swift? I think we have. His reputation era? Oh, oh. At some point, with a character like this, we should assign the Steve to a Taylor Swift album. (gasps) Oh, okay. So he is reputation. Infinity War Steve is reputation. Yeah. There's no Republican (laughs) Taylor Swift album. I mean, maybe her first country album. Maybe. That's Republican Steve. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Taylor Swift can be Endgame Steve. Yeah. I feel like Steve most of the time is, like, red. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a good album for him. Yeah. I feel like that's very him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What did we learn with Steve? We learned that retirement is okay. Yeah. You can retire. Actually, I said that as a joke, but genuinely, you can yeah, retire. you can. You can be, like, be happy with yourself and live with yourself when yeah. you're not working, when you're not fighting, you know? There's always ways to move on make yeah. new friends yeah don't marry Peggy <laughs> if you know a woman named Peggy let her go wait that's Margaret no <gasps> no Rihanna no one will R- ever marry you Margaret don't follow that advice <laughs> <laughs> bye Margaret god damn it bye Peggy <laughs> god damn it no <laughs> this is devastating end of podcast <laughs> that's kind of all the questions I had so mm-hmm. it's that, that everything yeah I think so yeah that was fun and angry I'm so angry I'm so sorry (laughs) but I think it was also a lot of fun yeah I liked it we made our own goofs yeah thank you for listening yeah thank you um if you'd like to follow our socials we are character chaos that's it on tiktok (laughs) we are character chaos (laughs) underscore on twitter yes and character dot chaos on instagram yes you're gonna you're gonna be able to fire these off one day I know I will I will and um, leave us a review. Yeah, nice that'd be cool. Review, please. Be nice. We're very delicate. Yeah, we're fragile. Think of Captain America when you write a review. Would Steve approve of this? Yeah. Then you no, can do it. No, because we question his life choices we the do. entire time. That's true. Maybe, maybe go with the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> Don't think like Steve here. <laughs> think like certain Steves. Uh huh. Maybe like Civil War. Tony would would. Agree with us here. Yeah, there, you go. there like you go. like Civil War, Tony. Yeah, there you go. Not nope, yeah. Red Skull. Oh no, no, no. no. <laughs> Got off topic. <laughs> Don't think like Red Skull. <laughs> That's the lesson of the week, kids. <laughs> Don't think like Red Skull unless you're telling people the rules of the Soul Stone. Even then, I think it's questionable. <laughs> i think It's so funny. He's just hanging out. Red Skull's just on Vormir. That's his job. <laughs> You just got a job minding. It's a living! <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, what is he doing there? <laughs> oh. He's so done, he's just like, yep, I'm here, don't look surprised, it's me. I don't like it either. Did he get like, did you he just landed on Vormian and got like a job? description pack. <laughs> They're like, well, you can't leave this planet. You might as well apply for this job. Apply for the job on Indeed. <laughs> he LinkedIn. Get it. LinkedIn! <laughs> Create a LinkedIn profile. Guard of the Soulstone. He's like, what? This is only like 10 quid an hour. They're like, you see any other jobs? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking capitalism bullshit. <laughs> I'll get this job. What do we need money for? <laughs> How many vacation days? There's not a Starbucks on Vormir. Are there vacation days from Vormir? <laughs> <laughs> day off just in case like is there a day when you're pretty sure no one's gonna turn up uh-huh. and you're like oh fuck the first time in a thousand oh. years someone's finally here Clinton that would waiting for like an hour because he was on his like, lunch break <laughs> <laughs> comes out with a little, like pot of pasta it was <laughs> a neat meal deal <laughs> oh shit people <laughs> space Tesco <laughs> meal deal I love <gasps> the idea oh I mean what? Go on. Well, you know Red Skull gets the cheese and ham sandwich, the ready-salted crisps, and the bottle of water, right? <laughs> that's
1: on his what meal Nazis deal. get for lunch.
0: Uh-huh, that's what you get. That's your meal <laughs> like, deal. I hate this fucking job when I sign up for this. I'm just imagining that like, he's been there for like a hundred years, mm-hmm. and no one showed up, and your Thanos shows up and does it, and Nat and Klitsch are like, Jesus Christ, this is busy. Oh my God, get my money's <laughs> worth this week. <laughs> oh, so many soul stones, off you go. Oh, you know, it's it's in the past. <gasps> it's the past. My brain hurts. Let's not talk about. I this hate anymore. time travel. Oh, goodbye. <laughs> I hate time travel. Goodbye. <laughs> okay, we will actually finish them. Okay, all right. Um, <laughs> okay. Love you. Goodbye. Love you. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. That's it.